The new mask guidelines are out. If you've gotten your vaccine, your full vaccine, you don't got to wear a mask anymore. And something weird has happened. Democrats and leftist personalities don't want to take their masks off. And this resulted in almost, I, I, I want to call it a fight. I was, I was fighting with myself. Like, should we say fight? Cause, cause basically a staffer for Marjorie Taylor Greene yells to Eric Swalwell, you know, Democrat from the Bay Area. Biden says you can take your mask off and then Swalwell gets in his face and says, don't you tell me what the effing do. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, it's huge news. They're fighting. And then Swalwell's like, don't bully people who wear masks. And I just find it very, very strange how tribal the whole thing is. But this is, it's a bigger story just beyond the, the mask thing, because as many of you know, there are real serious ramifications for the COVID restrictions, the people who've been arrested, the people whose businesses have been shut down, and more importantly, the people who lost their lives, not just from the pandemic, but the people who were literally killed by Andrew Cuomo and many of these other governors who were warned not to put sick people into these nursing homes. So we've got a lot to talk about. A lot of it's going to be a bit serious. We're going to talk about these guidelines, where we're currently at, and what's going on with the Cuomo thing, because my friends, I mean, it looks like he's getting away with it. We have a very special guest. We have the legendary Janice Dean hanging out. <laughs> you didn't want me to give to mention a title or anything, so you, no. you can introduce yourself. And I'm, people. I'm just Janice Dean, and I'm happy to be here. But people are going to want to know what you do. I'm the weather person. I'm the meteorologist, the broadcast meteorologist on Fox and Friends, and I've been at Fox now for 18 years. Wow. Right. And so that's my primary job, although I am in Baltimore uh, for the Preakness, for the horse race. Cool. Because I love watching the horses. And right there's on. a controversy right now. I don't know if you've read the news about Bob Baffert, who uh, who has the Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit. Uh, he is probably the legendary trainer when it comes to horse training. Uh, he's had two triple crowns. He's had the most... Uh, wins in terms of Kentucky Derby winners, Medina Spirit. And the latest news is Medina Spirit did not pass a drug test after yeah. the Kentucky Derby. There's a very, very, very small amount of, I think it's like a corticosteroid or cortico. Yeah. Very good. Go. Yes. Uh, in the bloodstream after the race. And so like immediately after. Well, I guess they did a test right after, uh, and they had done tests beforehand. But in Kentucky, that particular state, that substance is banned. But in other states, it's not. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, the big deal was uh, that the horse, you know, uh, is drugged, or that's what the media wants to tell you. We should talk about it. We should talk about it. There's a more serious topic, though, that I, I don't know if you want to mention immediately having to do with Cuomo. We can. You don't want to be as strong as I did when I talk about Cuomo literally killing people, but. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I, you know, I get a little bit nervous about it. I don't know if we can prove that he has killed all these people. I will tell you as someone who has relatives, my husband's parents uh, were in separate elder care facilities. They both died of COVID uh, and not hearing uh, the fact that the governor was putting over 9,000 COVID positive patients into nursing homes. We weren't hearing that on television. The nursing homes didn't tell us that. Uh, so I became vocal when I kept seeing the governor on CNN with his brother and the Cuomo brothers comedy hour, not talking about the nursing home issues and instead, you know, talking about the love gov and the fact that yep. he has a book coming out and uh, somebody threw a, a big banner over a highway. 
Cuomo killed my mother right. or something like that. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into all that and we'll, you know, and that's a serious topic for Thank sure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Ian, he's chilling. I do not have an Emmy like Cuomo does. <laughs> uh, yes, I am here. Or a book on how to how to uh, effectively manage a pandemic. Oh not yet. In no, the I middle of failing to manage a pandemic. yet. You could. Uh, maybe I will, actually. Let's have a conversation. I think you'd actually be better at managing a yes. pandemic <laughs> than him. I, I agree. I mean, yeah. Anybody would. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A five-year-old. It's just, mm-hmm. it's this cult. Oh, that's my chair. Uh, you sure? <laughs> yeah, it was rubbing. It's rubber. Oh my gosh. It's the, it's the, it's the, I don't know what would you call it, nepotism? The, the name Cuomo Family. got these guys jobs, I feel like. I don't, I don't necessarily right. think he's that great. And he says he's not part of that whole political mm. system. He says that he's not part of being uh-huh. a Cuomo in the pol- political world. Oh man. Yeah. That's well, we'll 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 uh we'll tell him what for. Okay. We got Lydia pressing buttons. I am pushing buttons in the corner. I'm Lydia. so excited to have this lady. We had a great drive from Baltimore. It was a lot of fun just chatting. And I'm excited for this conversation. But before we get started, head over to timcast.com and become a member. You can click this members only button and then sign up with Stripe or PayPal. Then go to the members area and we have a huge library of tons of amazing content only available to our members. We do have one free bit of content with Dave Smith and Ian talking about the Federal Reserve. So become a member. In the event that we get suspended, banned, purged, or whatever, this is where you'll find our content. However, if you just want to support our work, help us expand and make more stuff, new stuff, new shows, become a member to help support the work. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review. Give us five stars. Before we go absolutely nuclear, I wanted to kind of warm up a little bit because like (laughs) talking about Cuomo killing a bunch of people is pretty intense. That is. So we have this story about uh, the CDC guidelines and the masks. And I guess the big news is that a mask dispute prompts heated exchange between Rep Swalwell and Marjorie Taylor Greene aide. Swalwell said the aide yelled at him, demanding he take his mask off. So, quote, I told the bully what I thought of his order. All right. First of all, there was a reporter there, I think for The Hill, I'm not sure, who said that Marjorie Taylor Greene's staffer said, Biden says you can take your mask off. That's what the reporter said. And then Swalwell got in his face and said, don't you tell me what to effing do. And then he went on Twitter and said, don't bully people who are wearing masks or something. Now we see this tweet from David Hogg. Did you see? I don't don't know if you saw this. I have not. David Hogg said, I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside, even though I'm fully vaccinated, because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people not think I'm a conservative. I want to throw the masks (laughs) in the garbage. Burn the masks. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's done, isn't it? I feel that way. I mean, didn't Biden just say yesterday that we could we could take them off? Right. In certain. You got your vaccine. I did have the vaccine. Are we going to talk about the. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because we are the bastion of real journalism. That's right. We were uh, we were talking before the show with Janice about these silly videos where people have magnets and they put them on their arms. And then I, you suggested it. You, you Like, should we try it? Should should we do, we? I'm like, if you want to put a magnet on your arm. <laughs> so we're going to debunk these ridiculous videos in real time with Janice Dean, who has a magnet. Right. And you're going to put it on your arm. Yeah, I, I did have the the uh, Pfizer vaccine. I don't feel it like <laughs> it's just going to do anything. Yanking. Okay. I, I think that's where they put it, right? Yeah, right. At yeah, the on the, the arm. Top. Yeah, okay. shoulder. Let's well, just just in case it was this arm because I don't. Well, you got to let go. Oh, it's going to. It just, it just, it's oh, just a fold. It, it, oh, it's, just oh, fold. it's a sleeve. Oh my gosh. People are going to screenshot it be like, that proves it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it's not a strong enough magnet. And what should be surprising to absolutely no one, <laughs> people's arms are not magnetized by getting a vaccine. Hmm. But how many people watch that video? Yeah. 
I'm, I think they went fairly viral. People believe absolutely crazy stuff. And, it, and it is, it's a bummer. You know, we, we have a lot of guests come through here. A lot of them are Trump supporters. A lot of them don't like the idea of emergency youth authorization or vaccine passports. But a lot of them got the vaccine and are like, look, there's a difference between you having a choice to go out and decide what you want to do, what's best for you, and then having the government say what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Or having now, back back to the mask topic, New York City's, uh, New York State, Cuomo's like, we're not going to release the mask mandate. It's control. It's because he wants yeah. to control it. Right? Don't yeah. tell me what to do. If you see some of his press conferences and you tell him, well, you said, don't tell me I said that, even though he probably said that. It's funny because he's saying, don't tell me, tell me what to do, while we're saying, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. It's, an, it's, it's the difference of, he's not saying, don't tell me what to do, in a sense. He's saying, don't tell me what to do with my kingdom. Right. You know, well, remember, remember when the vaccines first came out? He didn't want them. Because right, they right. were under Trump. <laughs> right. He basically said, no, no, we we don't have any proof uh, these vaccines work. And so, therefore, I don't believe in them. This is the funniest thing about uh, the vaccine thing to me is that I, I, I find most conservatives, you know, if you look at like Ben Shapiro, their, their main talking point is the government shouldn't force people to do it. And vaccine passports are overreach. But you have a lot of people, some of the staunchest Trump supporters who are very much anti like vaccine. I, I don't think it's necessarily necessarily fa- fair to say anti-vaxxer in the sense that most of the criticism is with it's a new M- mRNA is new. It's emergency use. And I think it's fair for people to say, I, you know, I'll talk to my doctor. I'll decide what's best for me. But there's there's a, a decent amount of people who are supporting Donald Trump and demanding he get credit for Operation Warp Speed for getting the vaccine done and then going like, I'm not taking that crazy thing. Are you nuts? Right. That's not everybody, but it exists. All right. And then you have people on the left who are like the whole time. What was it? I think Kamala Harris, Cuomo were critical saying, oh, no, you know, we don't have the research for this. We're not going to do it. Now that Biden's president, they're all giving him a standing ovation. Congratulations on the vaccine. Good, sir. And they're not mentioning Trump at all. Of course not. Yeah. It was even brought up in a a press conference uh, the other day where someone said to Cuomo, well, the fact that you don't that people don't want to get the vaccine, don't you attribute that to, in the beginning, you saying that you didn't believe in the vaccine? Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> Some of these people, man. Um, I, I got to say, credit where credit is due. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer said the CDC said we're lifting the mask mandates, so we're lifting the mask mandates. Hmm. Cuomo was like, no. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's obstinate. Hmm. It's, it's about tribe. It's about power. It's about, I wonder if... I mean, he's the older brother, isn't he? Does he have an older brother than, you know? No, I don't think Andrew's- so. They have a sister and they have Chris, the younger I'm, brother. Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, he was looked over as a child. So he's desperate to assert his power to, like, prove something to somebody. Like, why can't these people be chill about it? Yeah, the CDC said do it. You know, whatever. All right, fine. I think he's always been like that. Uh, I I really do think that he wanted to be president someday. The fact that his dad never got to be president, I think he kind of took it upon himself to think that, well, since my dad never got there, I need to go there. And for a while, people were calling him maybe uh, an alternative to Biden. Did you see the T-shirts that say Cuomo sexual uh, on them? Yeah, people went a little Can over. We get one of even... those. <laughs> just no. one. Just Ian, one. I can't Actually, like you anymore. Make sure it's a small. <laughs> oh, no. I can't like you anymore. He even wrote about it in that stupid book. Oh, geez. The leadership book. He he wrote about the Cuomo sexuals. I, lo- 
I love how did he's he like use the word in the he middle. Did. Of, oh. of course he did. <laughs> Physically painful. I love how he's writing a book about his success in the pandemic while he's literally killing people. I thought it was a joke when that report came out that he was working on a book, a leadership book in the middle of a pandemic when thousands of elderly were dying in nursing homes. I thought it was like The Onion or one of those joke websites. Babylon B. Yeah, yeah, but he was actually doing that. You've, you've seen the Babylon B, I'm sure. Yes. Imagine how perfect that headline would have been. Yeah. Governor writes a book on his successes with the pandemic while killing 15,000 Worst 15, governor ever. Yeah, while killing 15,000 people. Well, here's the thing, though. I think that book is going to be his downfall. They could use that book... In a court of law. There are so many lies in it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he lied about the nursing home thing. I mean, the fact that they covered up the amount of deaths in the nursing homes for so long and how that was debunked by uh, the New York Times, that there is all sorts of information uh, from his um, health department. They were going to release the numbers for many months, but it was it was we were asking for the total number of deaths while he was writing that book, while he was trying to sell that four million dollar book. So the fact that he went above and beyond his health department and told them not to release the accurate amount of numbers during that time. Does that confirm what? that he, he told them not to? Yes. Yeah, it was it was covering it up. He was warned by these nursing home experts. If you do this, you will kill people. And he was like, okay. Well, I think we have to find out the origins of the March 25th order. Why was it written? And not only him, you mentioned Whitmer. She had almost the identical mandate. Did, Whitmer, did Tom Wolf as well in, Tom in Pennsylvania? Wolf, uh, and New Jersey, Murphy. Mm. And Gavin, uh, Gavin Newsom. Newsom. Yep. Maybe they just uh, all got together on a Zoom call and were like, let's kill people. Well... <laughs> I would like to get to the bottom of it. I mean, there are several investigations right now. There's a federal investigation. There's an FBI investigation. There's a DOJ investigation which started under Trump. Good. I'm grateful to Bill Barr for starting that because that's the that's the one that got him all freaked out when they found out that they the uh, the DOJ was doing an investigation into nursing homes, and that's when they realized, oh my gosh, they you know they want accurate numbers, and that's when his top aide Melissa DeRosa. In a meeting with Democratic lawmakers, closed door said, well, we froze and we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to give the information out because, you know, that that would prove that that maybe we had something to hide. They were wasn't it that they they knew it would result in an investigation? Of course. They were worried that Trump would use it to launch an investigation. So they obfuscated the numbers. And that's why she took a bunch of Democratic lawmakers into a closed door meeting to say, I'm really sorry we didn't tell you, but, you know, we couldn't we couldn't. You know, put more fire in into this situation because you know we didn't want people to freak out. And and what they tried to spin it as was they didn't want the Trump administration to politicize these numbers. Right. That he's blamed everyone. He has blamed uh, God and Mother <laughs> Nature and the Trump administration. At one point, he blamed the old people because they're old and they're going to die. Wow. And and think about the 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 context when he was like, you know, Donald Trump would have used this. I mean, he should have. The, the, the people should have known what you were doing so they can vote against it because I'm sure they would have been upset about it. Mm-hmm. You know what What gets me, though, is like, why did the New York Times go against Cuomo? What happened? I mean, they they were Cuomo sexual. And then all of a sudden they were like down with Cuomo because mm-hmm. not just that, not not just this story. All of a sudden, all these accusations started popping up against but them. But he's for- still going. I mean, every time I think that there is another, you know, uh, 
woman that's going to come forward with harassment. You know, actually, every time there was a new woman coming forward with some of these sexual harassment allegations, he would start to lift restrictions. (laughs) Like, okay, you know what? Restaurants, you can have 75% of people to come in. Uh, And, you know, now he's trying to open up New York again. People have made have mentioned that with Joe Biden as well. It's been a really bad week. Inflation is freaking everybody out. Yes. Conflict in the Middle East. Conflict in, in the Middle East. Whitmer wants to shut down a gas pipeline while, while another gas pipeline was hacked, and there's gas shortages even right now. And then Biden comes out. You can take your mask off. Just take them off. Yeah. Hey. Hey, everybody. That, that changed the news cycle real quick. It now, did. now the top story on like a bunch of websites is like Swalwell fighting with uh, with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, they got us distracted a little bit. I gotta mm-hmm. admit. But but yeah. So uh, but but why did the New York Times? All of a sudden, just come out and be like, no Cuomo. The AG report, uh, New York's attorney general, Letitia James, who is a Democrat, released a report in January that basically did the uh, investigation to what we've all wanted, which was the the accurate number of deaths in nursing homes. He he wasn't counting those that died in the hospital, like my mother-in-law, for example. She got COVID in her assisted living residence. She died in the hospital, but her number did not count. He was the only governor that didn't count those that died in the hospital. And you can imagine if you're not counting those, that's going to be a significant percentage of of numbers you're not admitting to. So Letitia James did her own document, uh, 76 pages, that basically said he was hiding the numbers. And that's when the dam began to crack. And that's when you started to realize that maybe he does have enemies in his own uh, party. Well, is Letitia progressive? There are, you know, there are thoughts that maybe she wants to run for governor someday. But I'll tell you this much. I don't care what the reasoning is. Yeah, I, I don't it. care what brings them down either. Mm-hmm. You know, people say to me, well, what if it's, you know, the all these women coming forward? Doesn't matter to me as long as long as something eventually brings him down. And the fact that there are investigations into the nursing home issue and more people know about it. You know, I feel like. I'm on the side of the angels, and hopefully, you know, good will prevail. You know, it would be great if Ocasio-Cortez wins the governorship because Cuomo gets knocked out. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I don't know who should run in space. <laughs> amazing like a unicorn pooping rainbows. Like, it's terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the country that would be like, Governor Ocasio-Cortez would be amazing. Mm. I'm kidding. Um, it, w- it would be amazing, not in the positive sense, just like I'd be amazed yes. if that would happen. Awesome. But... Man, the Democratic Party is just like knives out. Do you think a Republican has a shot at being the governor of New York? I mean, I want to say yes, just because of how awful everything's been. Mm-hmm. And if Cuomo, uh, I'm assuming he can run for re-election, right? I'm, yes. Yeah. Fourth term, 2022. Yeah, so is, is there going to be any Democrat powerful enough to knock him out and primary him or something? I don't know. Maybe if if it's possible for a Republican win. If it's possible for a Republican to win in New York, I bet it's possible for someone to primary Cuomo. Mm-hmm. With New York City, I'd imagine they probably could get rid of him. You know, they're all going to vote against him. But who could poss- who could who could it be? I guess is the question. Who's got the charisma to to actually run? If they don't replace Cuomo because they don't have a strong enough candidate, then I think a Republican pr- could probably win because the rest of New York State is going to be like just enough already. Yeah. I don't know what that would mean, though. I mean, that'd be kind of crazy, right? When was the last time New York had a... a Pataki? When, when was that? Gosh, well, that Cuomo. was before him. Right. And Cuomo's been in power for three terms. 
So before that, that was... So not that long ago. Yeah. All right. So then, yeah, I guess it's so. possible. It is possible. Well, did you see what... Uh, who, who, who tweeted this? Was it Robert Reich or whatever his name is, where he was like... No, maybe it wasn't. Somebody said that uh, 2022 is the, the battle for the soul. Oh, yeah. It was country. someone I didn't recognize. Yeah, right. some guy. And he was like, it's the fight to prove whether or not this country falls to white supremacy or something. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, shut up. You said that about <laughs> 2020 and 2018 and 2016. Every single... Every two years... But I, I have to wonder, uh, the Democrats have a very thin grasp of power right now. I mean, the House, it's like 11 seats. The, the Senate is literally no seats. They just have a tiebreaker with Kamala. So if what we're seeing now with the ratings on these more progressive uh, uh, outlets, the ratings with CNN, uh, CNN and MSNBC going down, the Democrats have gone back to sleep. The voter base is like disinterested now that Trump is gone. The conservatives, the anti-woke, the anti-critical race theory types, the disaffected liberals, they're active, 100%. So come 2022, I think we could see a big push for the Republicans to take control of everything. What do you think about Gavin Newsom? I think he's awful. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> but do you think that they have enough to get rid of him? Oh, man. What's the option? Caitlyn Jenner? Right now, Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else was going to run? Did like Randy Quaid mentioned he was going to run know. or something? I don't know. I, well, it's a runoff, right? Or it's a, it's a recall election, which means anyone can put their name in the, in, 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 the, in, the, in the ring or whatever. And then they need a certain threshold to win. Right. The problem right now is, you know, to throw it back to like the mask stuff, tribalism very clearly controls everything. So Caitlyn Jenner is taboo. You know, all of these people who came out and celebrated Caitlyn Jenner saying, you're brave, we respect you, you're amazing and powerful, all of a sudden now are like, you're evil and wrong and we must resist. It's They're going to support Gavin Newsom simply because of the tribe they're in. It's the Democrats, got to vote Democrat no matter what, got to wear a mask, doesn't matter what the CDC says. So Gavin Newsom might win. Do you think most people would take off their mask? Yes, I do. I do. Because... I, you know what? Actually, let me slow down and say it's tough. I think in the cities, people are, man, they, they are indoctrinated. I don't know if indoctrinated is the right word, but they are very terrified. That's terrified. Right. I mean, it's a better way to put it. But the, terrified of what exactly? COVID? Yeah. Still. Yeah. Seems like it. I mean, you look at that tweet from David Hogg. He's like, I don't want people to think I'm a conservative, so I'm going to keep wearing a mask. It's like, okay, dude, whatever. Oh, so that's not Regular people are going to take their masks off. It's freedom. Yeah, but Masks even even close. out here, so we're we're in the we're in the part of Maryland where it meets West Virginia and Virginia. We have the we have the Appalachian Trail over here. I was riding my bike down there and I saw people. You're in the middle of the woods. You're in the middle of the woods in West Virginia, and there's like a guy running wearing a mask. <laughs> and I'm like, I if you want to, fine. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. It's like about high it. altitude training. <laughs> I guess like takes and, more energy to breathe, mm -hmm. so you get stronger. <laughs> If sure. the logic of the mask was always, you don't want to spit on somebody, and I'm like, and you're in the middle of the woods, I, if, if he had it around, around his neck and he was running and he saw me and he pulled it up, I'd be like, I get it. Oh, maybe you guys can help me here. I'm confused. Bill Maher got the vaccine, then he got COVID. He just got it. Came out yeah. yesterday and said that. And so he's not doing his show. It's like the first time in his career he skipped, he's missed a show. Yeah. yeah, that's what he was saying. I don't, okay, so apparently if you get the vaccine, you can still get COVID, obviously, yes. Bill Maher. Is it that you're less likely to to give it to someone if you have received the vaccine? No. That's not the case. It's that your body can quickly fight off the infection without causing you to go through the disease. The so symptoms. you're less likely to get symptoms. And asymptomatic spread is possible or is not possible? I don't remember. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm not a doctor. No, we and, don't know and that that's more. something we should probably know, yes. having gone through a pandemic. For well, a it's year. just it's just that there's been conflicting reports. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm always just like, you know, for a lot of things, if someone told me like, what do I do if I like break my arm? I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not a doctor. Said it. If someone if someone asks for like first aid advice, okay, I've done hostile environment training. I can give you some general first aid advice. But this stuff is 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 contentious, tribal. I just say talk to a doctor to figure out what makes sense. And what happened with Bill Maher? He got he got sick, but he's asymptomatic because he's been vaccinated. So you can still get it, but you can't like you're not going to die from it. So I, I guess. guess the people that got vaccinated are they still think there's a chance they might get it and that people might asymptomatically spread it. So they're putting the mask on just to be safe. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I think people just don't know and they're scared. Yeah. I think you're right. I yeah. think this whole time, most people did not know what was happening. They don't. Well, I think. The big divide between, you know, in the culture war is what I, what I refer to as the uninitiated and the initiated. The people who pay attention to politics, who watch the videos, and the people who just passively hear things. So if you're, if you're following a lot of this news, you've got a much more, you're probably a lot more relaxed about everything because you've seen the reports, you've seen the numbers in Texas and Florida going down, you've seen Fauci statements, and you're probably like, okay, I think we're going to be all right. And if you don't pay attention, all you see is masks everywhere and warning signs and street closures and cities shut down. So you're really scared about it. I think a good example is like Kyle Rittenhouse, where if you follow, you know, we, we, we had, we, we've had Richie McGinnis here numerous times. And I don't know if you're familiar. He's the journalist who was actually there and actually rendered aid to the men. So he tells us what happens and we get a clear picture and we're like, oh, that's really interesting. But then I hear from people who don't pay attention to the news. Kyle Rittenhouse took a gun across state lines and did all these things, like none of which is true. So they're angry and they have this distorted view of things. A lot of my friends, uh, like I, I have a really good friend of mine who's like, I want to come and visit, but you know, I'm really worried about traveling. And I'm just like, whatever makes sense for you. And they're like, once I get my vaccine, you know, I'll, I'll think if I could, I'll, I'll figure out if I can do it or not. And I'm like, it's by all means. In terms of the show, I'll give you a better example. I've re- there was um I'll, I'll just I'll just mention the people. Um, there's a very famous leftist, Hassan Piker. He's got one of the biggest Twitch shows. He's got a big YouTube channel, um, and he's one of the most prominent. I think he's a Democratic Socialist. I don't want to label people. I think so. But uh, I tweeted, it's very difficult for us to get leftists on this show because they just refuse to do it. They're scared of being canceled. I don't know. And then I had two personalities, one of which was Hassan, and they tweet they quote, uh, quote tweeted me saying, "I'll come on your show." And I was like, fantastic. Yes. Dude, I mean, Hassan on the show would be awesome. Yeah. I'd be so excited for that. He's, he's popular leftist. We'd have great conversation. We'd probably disagree on a lot of things. And, uh, I said, we'll pay for your travel. Let me know what, what dates are good for you. And then he messaged me and said, oh, bro, COVID, I can't travel. Not, not to be fair, this was last year when, you know, this was like, I think around August or whatever. People were a lot more worried. Tons of, basically every single leftist we reached out to said, because of COVID, I won't travel. Last night I was looking. Uh, well, real quick. Oh, yeah. Every single conservative personality was like, where and when? No questions, no issues. And uh, I would say a decent amount of the, of the conservatives who come got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. A decent amount didn't. And they say, I'll take responsibility for myself. And for most of the, I, I would say we followed all the guidelines. It wasn't that crazy out here to follow the guidelines. We have like hand sanitizer. We restrict how many people can come in. Not hard to do. And conservatives didn't seem to have an issue with it. But people on the left mortified i was looking um at mont saint michel it's it's an abbey in france have you ever heard of this place it's like on an island it was this duchy of like normandy and 
it's this beautiful giant island monastery. And I was like, oh, I want to go there. I can just go there for a weekend and check it out. And then I, I, I realized like, oh yeah, COVID. And I, <laughs> I just, what a hassle. Like you got to, I don't even know what France's regulations are, standing in line, being around them. Am I masked? Am I vaccinated? What, like I just gave it all up. I can't, I feel like I can't even travel because well, of you this. Can. We I went can't. to Aruba a couple of weeks ago oh. with my family. But we had to jump through hoops to do it. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm done. You know, we've had a terrible year with loss in our family. You know, you talk about us in COVID, but the kids, my children, 12 years old, 10 years old, wearing those masks in school uh, when there's hardly any risk for them to get it, going outside for a 10-minute mask break, uh, not being able to socialize with their friends, having plastic around their desks it is soul crushing i think what people need to realize about their kids too is that i think you know we're all a bit older so for us we've experienced so much our personalities have formed we've become mature adults to someone who's 10 years old a day is a lot longer because they're forming these experiences they're developing into the people they'll become in the future so when you take a year which is a tenth of a 10-year-old's life, 10% of their life, and you turn it into this thing, that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. I know it has. My 10-year-old, I feel it. I know it. He Every day, you know, Mom, when is it over? This is the oh. worst year of my life. Yes, yes. I mean, and it manifests itself in different ways. You know, we had, a, <laughs> we had this little fish, this betta fish, for like eight months, and we loved it. And the betta fish unfortunately died. But my Theodore, the 10-year-old, has been so upset over that fish. And I know that, obviously, as as a young kid going through something like that and as a loss, but I know it's magnified by all of this that we're going through. Yeah. You know, the deaths in our family, yes. But the fact that he can't be a normal kid, I mean, he's going to remember this for the rest of his life. It's just a, it's a year that they have lost. And the teacher thing, I mean. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. You know, I haven't talked about this a lot, but, you know, my 10-year-old had an issue with the with the online learning. He, it, he just was not able to really process the information through the iPad, and it was getting to the point where he wasn't learning anything. And so we put him in Catholic school. Um, because they they were going to school. The teachers were oh. there. They were okay. in person. Uh, and we made that decision because 
he just was having such a hard time doing this remote learning. And I talked to so many parents that are worried about their kids that went through a year of this that really didn't learn much of anything. Yeah. And it's so disappointing. I mean, you know, I love our teachers. It really is a noble profession, right? But the ones that, you know, didn't get vaccinated or continue to not go into schools. Well, why are you why are you a teacher then? Have you have you been concerned at all with critical race theory in the schools? Of course. Of course. Have you seen anything like that? You know, I haven't. Uh, I, I worry. Um, you know, listen, I grew up I grew up in Canada and, you know, I my best friend was Indian. And but I never you know, looked at that. I never looked at her by the color of her skin. I would go over to her house and I would, I would love to learn about her traditions and her family. Uh, and you know, now, nowadays it would be like, well, you have to, you have to acknowledge the color of her skin. And I am of the belief that, you know what, I I want to be colorblind. I don't want to, you know, uh, judge somebody by my color or their color. You know, and I know that that's taboo to say that these days. Isn't, isn't that the progressive position from the era of civil rights? That's what they wanted. And now the kids are going to school. I, I bring this up just because you mentioned you know, the iPad learning stuff. And a lot of parents were finally seeing their kids were learning this crazy racist. And not just racist stuff. Critical theory in general encompasses all aspects of identity. And then decided to send their kids to private schools, to Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. So I was curious if that... No, but I will say that that has been one thing that we've been able to see online. You know, I, you know, watching these online courses, you, you see these teachers, how they really are. You know, we're lucky because I, I believe that in our school district, they, they're in it for the right reasons. And But man, the stuff that you are seeing, some of the parents that are, you know, calling out these teachers... Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. So maybe that's a silver, I mean, that's the wrong word, silver lining, but maybe, maybe that is something that, you know, we're now paying attention to because of this. I I think it's, you know, a lot of people don't like to say something like this, but you know, when God closes the door, he opens a window or something like that. There's, there's always, you know, you you look on the brighter side, things like that. People don't want to say that because the pandemic has been so brutal to a lot of people, but it's, it's, it's never just black and white. If there's something that came out of this, that could be at least in some way considered to be beneficial. It's that parents got a warning about, you know, what was going on. Teachers were freaking out. You know, early on in the pandemic, they were, uh, there was like a viral video where one teacher was saying, we have to make sure the parents don't hear what they're telling their kids. How do we deal with this? These Zoom meetings are so bad because the parents are now figuring out we're teaching their kids this crazy stuff. That's creepy. The parents should get a a pamphlet being like, here's what we teach your kids. Mm -hmm. And the, the parents should be able to go to their kids and say, what did you learn today? Apparently, they're being told, don't tell your parents I told you this. Creepy indoctrination. Yeah. The one thing that I will say that I will remember this past year is I've been at home. You know, I've been, I, since for a year now, I've been doing weather in a spare bedroom in my house. (laughs) They made a green screen. (laughs) I never thought it was possible. You know, like a few years ago, people say, oh, why don't you just build a green screen in your house and you don't have to go in and do the weather anymore? And I thought, oh, that's never going to happen. Well, here we are. (laughs) Um, The one thing that I will say is just being at home and seeing my kids every day. That's something that's been very special to me. You know, um, I'll love this year for that very reason, just to be connected to them. I, I, working from home is incredible. I started in 20, 2012 and never looked back. I can't ever. We, we tried the office thing a little bit, but what, the commute? I mean, an hour a day, two hours a day? Come on. What a waste of hours, in my opinion. I, I love it. I do. I mean, I miss going in and me, you know, seeing my friends and my coworkers, 
But I'll be honest, if I could do this for the rest of my career, I probably would. You know, and you, but you would go out and talk to people on the street too and everything. Yeah, right? of course. I do miss that. Yeah, it's all I do. Gone. Yeah. I hope that we get back to that. Regarding kids that are having trouble learning, like you were talking about, um, I think it was your son earlier. Do you know if the, are the schools being like lenient about this? Are they passing kids through without getting good grades? That's a good question. Um, I think some are. I really think this has been a lost year for a lot of children. I really think that some kids should, you know, um, go through the same grade again. I mean, I don't think that that will happen, but I saw, you know, my child go through this just, you know, trying to focus on the screen and not being, you know, my Theodore is somebody that needs to be interactive with people and have someone in front of him sort of, you know, showing him. Um, so I, I really think that I had to do the right thing and get him back into school because that's the way he learns the best. And it's a, a ca- private Catholic school, so you're probably getting, I'm not trying to disparage public schools, but huh. I imagine it's better. In some ways, yeah. I mean, my other son is still in the public school, but he had no problem sort of doing that transition at home. So I have one in the you know the public school, which I, I love. I, lo- I was brought up in the public school system. Um, but for my other son who needed to have that, uh, interaction, and I will say the Catholic schools did it better. Do yeah. you, do you think that this whole Zoom thing has been harder on boys? Because I know they have such a greater, like, level of energy than I girls. think that there might be something to that. But, you know, I, I'm not a psychologist, right. but I'm sure that, you know, they could probably tell you. I'm sure they'll be doing studies after this. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're saying no more snow days anymore. That's, as a person who does the weather... Boo. Yeah. What's what's that no. all about? Well, uh, snow day, right? Yeah. You're in school and it snows and then you're Woo-hoo. sitting there staying at the news Drink and then they're like, there's... Oh, best well, so uh, so when I was a kid, <laughs> we didn't use the internet, you know, back in my day, we had the TV <laughs> and it would be snowing and it would be a couple inches. We'd have the TV on and they'd be announcing school closures and we'd be like, come yeah. on. <laughs> and then they'd say, you know, Mark Twain Elementary, yes! <laughs> and then we run outside, make snowballs and throw them. Now they're like, and the schools that will be doing remote learning today in the storm oh, will be. Gross. Can I tell you a yeah. secret? Uh, that happened with my kids, and I was like, "You're off sick today." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. That'd be cool if they gave kids like one day a month that they just didn't have to go in or something. That's a great I mean, idea. But they, they they do. I mean, there there's holidays. Yeah, but like the kids' choice, a kids' choice day oh, or yeah. something. Pick a That's day. a great idea. I think we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe more than one. Maybe like five and non non consecutive days where a kid can choose to take a, a you know a, a permitted a absence. Yeah, yeah. But they still have to do the homework or whatever. The sure. so getting on to this tangent, we talked about the fact that I took my family to Aruba and it was great. But I will tell you, uh, just going through the hoops of the COVID tests, Ugh. you know. Getting the COVID test beforehand, then going to the airport and having to check your luggage and going up to the the ticket counter and them checking your documentation to show that you got the COVID test. And then, you know, if you don't have it online, my husband had it online and they were like, no, we need to see the paperwork. And thank goodness he did the paperwork because they didn't want to do the online thing. So you're in line for two hours, you know, socially distancing to get onto the, the, the flight. We went through like several security checkpoints to show them our documentation to get on the plane. You finally get on the plane, then you arrive in Aruba. 
And the same thing, you've got to show the people at the airport that you have your documentation and then they give you passes so that when you get to the hotel, you have to show them the pass that you got at the airport to prove that you had your COVID test. Oh, it was, I mean, listen, it was lovely that we were there and we were able to go to a beautiful place for a few days with our family. Um, But the hoops that you had to go through, and I I think a lot of it is political theater. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Lucky. I'm grateful. I got to travel around the world before all these lockdowns and everything. You know, in the past 10 years, I've been to dozens upon dozens of countries that a lot of people aren't going to be able to do anymore. I mean, it's it's not just about getting the tests. Some of these places require you to spend like two weeks yeah, right? in, in a hotel Quarantine. and like two grand up front. People aren't going to be able to travel. My, I haven't seen my mom in over a year and a half because she lives in Canada still. Mm. And and it's not good there. She was in lockdown uh, very recently because she lives in Ontario and the numbers were going up. So they, you know, they basically said you were housebound for a month. You know, we do we do the Zoom time and stuff with her. But I mean, I worry about, you know her not getting out you know she's almost 80 years old and she's a fit 80 year old and the other thing about canada is that they have been terrible with the vaccines terrible my mom just got her first dose and she's almost 80 years old wow what was the problem the canadian government (laughs) (laughs) you don't say yeah they don't seem to be doing all that well no i mean a lot of people I think Canada and their healthcare system needs to be more of a story here in the U.S., to be honest with you. Um, I have MS. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 16 years ago. And a story that I tell people is that I was actually almost diagnosed in Canada, but they told me I had to go back to the U.S. to get an MRI because I would be on a waiting list for over a year to get an MRI. To be diagnosed. Yeah, uh, one of my friends brought her dad back to the U.S. to have cancer treatment because they were going to put him on a list, too. It was going to be something like four months. When you have cancer, you don't have four months. Canada's great if you're healthy and you don't have, like, mm-hmm. a chronic illness. Do they have private or, health care, too? Does it, do they mix it up? I, I you know, I, I would guess that you could probably, if you're wealthy, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Or you just come to the U.S. If you're dirt poor or homeless, I'm sure you'll take a wait list over nothing. I guess, however, in the United States, emergency rooms have to admit you, but there, there's still some complications. I, I, I don't want to get too personal, but there's some stories, you know, I know with people in my life where they, they were stuck in Canada wishing they could get to the United States for proper healthcare treatment because in Canada, they don't have the same level of technology. Right. And, and, that is and correct. Access. And part of the reason the MRI machines is because they didn't have them. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, listen, I, I grew up there. I have fond memories of, of being in Canada. But as somebody who has a chronic illness uh, and to have, we really have the best health care in the world. Yep. When, did I, you, when did you leave Canada? Uh, I was in my mid-20s. What made you want to leave? Or what made you sign? You know, uh, career choices. Uh, I felt like, you know, I truly believe I'm one of those people living the American dream because I wanted to be a broadcaster and I felt in Canada they kind of put a cap on what I could do. Well, you know, you're doing the job that you should be doing right now and you really can't go much further than that. Whereas I felt like, you know, I applied for a job in New York City and got in my car and I didn't have much money and packed a suitcase and I moved to New York. But um, 
man, having to be surrounded by all of those those evil white supremacists at Fox News must must be just so <laughs> difficult. I'm kidding. I know you are. You know, I've been <laughs> just there. Just for the viewers, though. I've been there 18 years, and truly, it's like they're like my family. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've made some very good friends there, and uh, and I feel really lucky to so, work there. And, but you're in New York. Yeah, I've I've heard from many people that a lot of the people who work at Fox News in New York are actually liberals. Well, you know, to to be quite honest with you, no one asks who the person voted for. Like when I went for my job interview, no one asked me who I voted for or, you know, uh, whether I identify as a Republican or, you know, a Democrat. That was never asked. And, you know, I don't know who actually, you know what, I. The people there are some people that I work with that I know are not Republican, but I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, as it should. That's that's, that's the way it should be. Yeah. But I, I was talking to somebody. Uh, I've been in and, out, in, in, in and out of the Fox Building. I've been on Jesse's Jesse Waters show quite a bit, and uh, people were there were telling me like it's New York. What do you think? You think the people in New York City are all a bunch of conservatives? So of course there are like liberals who work at Fox News, but these are the people that might be liberal, but working alongside conservatives don't view them as you know, Nazis or whatever stupid lie the other media outlets are pushing. But I guess the name of the game today in media is hyperpartisan tribalism. And it's it's the weirdest thing that, you know, growing up, Fox News was the bad network, you know, Bill O'Reilly and sun goes up, sun goes down. You can't explain that kind of stuff. And now, for whatever reason, maybe it's just political or maybe something really happened. Fox News is the outlet actually bringing on opposition voices, actually having challenging, you know, conversations. And the other outlets are just Trump sucks. The right are bad people. Fox News evil. Right. Well, those rating, it's not rating anymore, though. The Trump sucks stuff. Yeah, I know. Right? Who I mean, cares? what what are they going to do next? They got to they gotta think of another plan. Well, they tried going after Tucker. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Stelter over at CNN was like, Tucker is the new Trump. And no one cared. Mm-hmm. I see what they were trying to do. You know, they they had CNN had this really long streak of Trump sucks and it did really well for them in ratings without Trump. They need to find a new villain. They tried Tucker. Didn't really work because Tucker is not the president. I know? saw Stephen Colbert the other night was doing a Trump bit. I'm like, really? Did you just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, you need to Google awful. that. Yeah. He, they, did they come up with like a list of names for him? Names for him. I'm oh. thinking, was this taped uh, like Pre-tape? six months ago? <laughs> right. But no, it was like something very recent. Yeah, it was awful. So a, a month ago, they did the nicknames thing. Colbert asked viewers for new, new, Here let me go. pause this, new <laughs> music. Uh, Colbert asked viewers for new nicknames for Trump and they didn't disappoint. Yes, they did. On April, se- <laughs> April, yes. <laughs> they totally did. I'm sorry. It's so bad. On April 17th. <laughs> Isn't he a comedian? Shouldn't he be coming up with like new stuff? Well, that's novel. Wow. And yes. What were some of the n- nicknames? I don't Gosh, know. What, 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 what so do you got here? Let's see. He who shall not be named. Oh, Eric's dad. Is that it? I don't know. They don't. Well, can I tell you that Gutfeld is actually doing much better in the ratings than any of those hosts? Uh-huh. That's surprising. What does that tell you? He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> or they're He's just sick of the guy. old, same old thing. I mean, you turn on. Any one of the late hosts, you get the same joke. Yeah, I went on Twitter and I looked at like uh, Stephen Colbert actually yesterday, and then I was like, "You may also like Samantha B. Mm. Uh, no. What other? All these no. like the same Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, all, I can't even think. I don't even want to well, think hey, of these. J- Jimmy Kimmel had on Mike Lindell. I thought that was pretty good actually. I I don't know if it's just like 
and I hate saying the liberal media, but the liberal economic order, the liberal international order was created in 1946. I don't it's a think real that's organization. the same thing, though. Well, the word liberal, this whole idea of like these people being fed this information to promote American imperialism, I think those people are, whether they realize it or not, part of it. No, I agree with that. I think the reason why all of these late night hosts were in lockstep is that Donald Trump was a rogue. He was not in line with what the, the, the administrations of, of, uh, of the past wanted. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. It's funny when you look at a lot of the, the, the wartime policies of many of the past presidents, and it was expansion, 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 Middle East expansion. And then Trump was just roguelike. No, we're getting out. I don't want to do it. And he didn't support him. They, they loved him when he bombed Syria. And so what happens is all of the mainstream late night hosts are in unison. Trump is bad. There you go. I, I, so I don't know about a liberal, liberal economic order, but it was, let's get rid of this guy. I think the problem now is a lot of these, these people like, uh, like, like Colbert, they were they were riding the ratings wave. Ragging on Trump was just making him money and it was working. And now Trump's gone. Do you think that they if they could, would they bring him back just to make money? So I was I was uh, I actually went on Brian Kilmeade's uh, show when he, he or I don't know if it's his show, but he was hosting primetime. And he asked me if Trump started his own social network, do you think they would try and get him banned? And I said, I don't know, but I kind of lean towards no. They want Trump on social media. So they can talk about him to get ratings. Now, Trump ended up launching just a website, which is not a big social media platform. So I don't think anyone really cares. What's interesting is that Trump emails me like five times a day. <laughs> he loves you. I mean, I got he emailed me and he's like, Tim, take a look at this this photo of me golfing. It's the best. No, no, but but he emails everybody on this list and like he's, I got an email and he said he was golfing and I'm like, I don't care that you're golfing. Apparently, nobody else did either. They try to write these stories. But Trump isn't the president anymore. So they might as well be writing some guy did something. Yeah. And it's, who cares? I like how Hollywood is kind of eating its own, though. I'm yeah. enjoying that. Yes. The fact that they canceled the golden whatever it's called. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Yes. They canceled it. Yeah. It's not going to happen next year. Mm -hmm. And Ellen DeGeneres is gone. Yes. Oh, she, like her show's canceled? Yes. Wow. She's out. Did she retire? Was that well? Her that's what she says. She says it's just not challenging anymore. But we all know why. Yeah. It's because all the stories were coming out how she was not a nice person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. People are saying that she lied about being invited to Dakota Johnson's birthday or something. And I'm like, I got to be honest, I really don't Who care. Cares? I know. But let's just turn the show off. You know. Yeah. The the centralized Hollywood system is is cracking and falling apart. I'm good with that though. Yeah. I used to like the Oscars way back when. I would, you know, I would stay up, I would watch them. I thought it was funny. Everybody did. 
and now I could care less. Yeah, the Golden Globes are gone. They're gone. They so got they got canceled. They say uh, it was hardly a far, far gone, uh, foregone conclusion. The controversy has been mounting for months. The LA Times expo, uh, exposés in February highlighted the association's insular culture and open letter woke and stuff. Yeah, woke stuff. Yeah. Good. I wonder if the Oscars are going to go Bye-bye. next. They didn't do well this year. Yeah. The Oscars. Bomb. Yeah, it was like fifty-eight so percent down. But has anybody seen any of those movies? I don't even know what they're talking about. Right. Uh-uh. No, but they're doing this diversity in- initiative where it's like we could we could bring out the actors you know and love who are in the movies you know and love, or or hear me out, obscure films by non-white actors. Oh. Now I got no issue if they want to. Uh, if, if, you know, if they want to give awards to people who aren't white, I don't see it as being an issue in any capacity. The problem is when they start, they, they make something that doesn't, that isn't recognizable to anybody in the country. Pulling up movies that no one's seen or heard of, I don't know who's going to want to watch that. And I'm not saying it to be disrespectful. I'm not saying it like these people should watch it. What I mean is, if you've never heard of it, why would you be interested in it now? If they had seen the movie earlier in the year, they might want to see if it'll win the award. But then I guess people were shocked that um, who was supposed to win? Uh, Chadwick Boseman, I guess. Yeah. Was it was it him? Like that. Yes. And then they ended up giving it to somebody who wasn't even there. Uh, Anthony. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he wasn't even there. It's just a disaster. They, I, I think, I, I think it's fair to say, get what go broke. They've 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 put so much in the basket of prioritize wokeness and activism that the product is missing. You know. I can't look at Robert De Niro anymore because of his support right. for Andrew Cuomo ah. and Billy Crystal. Oh. It, it's sad to me. I I I miss seeing actors that don't tell me who they voted for. Right? Isn't it weird though that actors who probably would never have thought twice about you are now probably sitting around their friends saying that you know, oh, you 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 Fox News employees are evil fascists or something, and it's like. It, it's just weird to me to have watched Mark Ruffalo in all these movies oh, for a decade. It's hard. Go back to the Avengers before any of this insanity. And I'm like, really cool. Hulk. Great. Mark Ruffalo and Chris Evans. Then they start s- screaming on Twitter. And I'm like, what is wrong with yeah. these people? Want to change the world. Just talk a lot. Get involved in politics. I did get into a little bit of a fight with Ben Stiller. Oh, really? Yes. On Twitter, because he was supporting Andrew Cuomo. Oh. And of course, this is going through this the whole time where I've been a bit of an advocate on behalf of my husband's parents. And he, they were doing some event for raising money. It was Ben Stiller, Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal, De Niro. And they were doing this online thing where you could meet the governor through Zoom and you had to pay like a thousand dollars that goes to his re-election campaign. So I went on Twitter and I was like, Wubby Goldberg, Ben Stiller, uh, Billy Crystal, did you know that Governor Cuomo put over 9,000 COVID-positive patients into nursing homes? Woo. You know, I I did it because that's what people need to know about. Right. And Ben Stiller came back at me and was like, Oh, Miss Little Miss Sunshine, just because you don't like him doesn't mean, you know, I like him. And he said something about Trump. He assumed that I was a Trump supporter. So I went back and was like, well, I just want to let you know that, you know, my husband's parents died in, you know, in nursing homes. And I feel that he was partly responsible. And you should know about this before you start raising money uh, on behalf of, you know, dead New Yorkers uh, because of COVID. And he, I guess, did some research. Wow, really? And afterwards, you know, 
went back and said, I'm really sorry for your loss. I lost my dad earlier this year. I didn't know your story. Um, I'm going to cool. delete my tweet. Wow. wow. I'm, a, I'm a fan of Ben Stiller. You know what? Me I like too. That. I have yeah. been since the Ben Stiller show. In the what, late 80s? Good for him. 90s. I mean, I just, yeah. And, I mean, and he, artwork anyway. Even even if he came back and was like, I, you know, I, I'm sorry to hear that, but I disagree and I like Cuomo, I would have respected that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, at the beginning, it was a it was a gut reaction, you know, like you're a Trump supporter. Um, and then doing a bit of research, realizing what my family has been through. He had empathy. And for that. I mean, I'm grateful. Yeah. Uh, in in your work, are you overtly political? On... Not at all. I've never been a political person. Yeah. I, ever. I, I, I always I, say the red and blue that I see on a map are areas of high pressure yes. and low pressure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that's like, awesome. th- that's how insanely tribal it is that someone tweets at you, hey, this, you know, this bad thing happened. And the immediate assumption is that the, you know, meteorologists from Fox and Friends is clearly... Politically aligned and yeah. yeah, I hate being in this position, but you know, I feel like if I'm not going to talk about it, who is going to talk about it? Yeah. You know, well, the crazy thing is they demand it's just I tweeted criticism of Biden. You know, I said something like, I guess build back better means crumbling infrastructure or crippled economy and escalating Middle Eastern conflict. And then I get all of it, uh, clearly it gets a ton of retweets because conservatives are like, yeah, Biden sucks. And then I get a bunch of liberals being like, yeah, well, Donald Trump. And I'm like, yes, yes, and Donald Trump, continue. Now, Biden, right? No. It's the craziest thing that if I criticize Biden right now, the response is, but Trump. Oh, yeah. And Same I, with the Cuomo thing, too. Right, Every right. time I go on there, but Trump. I don't see you blaming Trump. Well, you know what? Trump didn't put COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. I, Trump, is, Trump, take, uh, Trump needs to take responsibility for different things. He trusted too many bad people. In, in a lot of different ways. We, we mentioned John Bolton being a bad choice, especially for his agenda. Trump trusted bad people. Bad things happened. It's not the same thing as what Biden is doing. By all means, if you want to criticize Trump, I'm like, yes, Donald Trump fired 59 Tomahawk missiles into Syria. We're very upset about it. Now, as for Joe Biden, because he's the president today, the problem is, you know, you go back to the Trump administration and I try to be fair. I supported, I supported Trump in, in November. I said, here's his agenda items that I thought were really good. School choice was big. I thought that was fantastic. He was talking about ending the Middle Eastern wars, and he'd actually making moves to do it. And I was pretty happy, among other things, banning critical race theory and stuff. I said, okay, I'll vote for the guy. I have no problem saying that. But I was also critical of him in, in a variety of ways. One, he ordered a commando raid that killed an eight-year-old American girl in, I believe it was Yemen. 59 Tomahawk missiles, mass spending. Throughout the, the, throughout the, uh, the four years of Trump, you have a media that's lying over and over again about Russia and other ridiculous nonsense. So if I'm going to be accurate, I'm going to be defending Trump. Whether it's about policy or otherwise, I have to be like, that's not true. But when Trump did something wrong, I'd say, yeah, well, I don't like that Trump did this. And boy, was it stupid to hire Bolton. That was like the worst thing I think he could have done. Now, what's happening is Biden is president. They're not, re- they're not reciprocating in terms of fairness. Biden needs to be heavily criticized. But these people who claim, you know, a lot of these leftists who are socialists want to claim that they don't actually like Biden. They st- they jump to attention the moment someone criticizes the guy. And it's the stupidest thing ever. Come on. We're in the middle of of, of, of a very high inflation. People are getting scared. And the media, you know, Yellen comes out. There's no, there's no inflation problem. Then a week later, the New York Times. Well, inflation's a problem. Here's what huh. we got to do about it. Joe Biden then says we're going to keep printing the unemployment checks, which Chamber of Commerce says is contributing to the unemployment problem. And then they're gone. 
defending Joe Biden, who's not a leftist, who's not a socialist. And I'm like, why are you protecting this guy again? I thought you didn't like him, but he was better than Trump. Now you're actually standing up for the guy. Let's be reasonable. The buck stops with the current president. You want to blame Trump for COVID? My response was, we don't have a control group by which to judge the metrics you know, of, of Trump's responses. But I think certain, certainly if you think Trump didn't do a good enough job, I'm willing to hear your criticisms. Okay. Now Joe Biden is president. You want to talk about what's going on? Well, he's the president, so the buck stops with him. Now nah, they never play that game. It's always, you know, the economy was doing really well under Trump. What did they say? Actually, this is Obama's recovery yeah. efforts, and Trump's just riding. Now the economy is doing miserable. Well, Donald Trump, every single time, that's exactly how it goes. I love reasonable people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're rare. There's, yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect. I don't, I don't know. I think the system itself is really faulty. And here I am enjoying this delicious I, citrus surge I'm a fan. that AOC says is racist. <laughs> you guys are surging together right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. What's going on over there? <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. AOC didn't say that surge citrus flavored soda was racist. Wait. She said the word oh, surge was right, racist. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was like, wait, surge? Are they a sponsor? No, they no, should be. No, 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 no. Know, right? We are not sponsored by surge. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I like having obscure uh, things. I love that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you brought up RC Cola. Yes. I hadn't heard. I have yeah, not have heard RC. that name in a long time. So when people are downstairs, like, do you want anything to drink? You want a surge or an RC Cola? <laughs> people are like, oh, you a tab. really? <laughs> you have those? But that's yes. exciting. Yeah. You brought excitement <laughs> yeah. back into yes. my life. I wonder what other like weird 70s, 80s and 90s products. Did, would did you have a slushie while you were down there? I heard about the slushie. Yeah, slushies are good. But yeah, it was Tim off. got a slushie gotta machine. Be, gotta be oh, it was off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotta I was going to make an apple huckleberry. The next time it's working. Yeah, I'd like back. to be invited. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can come by anytime. Okay. And we'll get the slushy machines going. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, Bring the family. The kids will love it. They okay. anyway, will love it. Jokingly, uh, <laughs> we, we do have Surge. It's, you know, because I think it's hilarious. But, uh, you know, AOC, when, when she said that Surge was racist, it's a perfect example of inane tribalism. I don't want to rehash an old story. I was just mentioning we had the sodas and it kind of plays into it. But she recently was talking about Israel and Gaza and then somehow said, we don't want to recognize the, the plight of Palestine because it would make us rec- have to recognize the plight of the bo- the migrants on our own border. What? And everyone was like, what? <laughs> and I think it might be because she doesn't really have policy positions. Maybe it's just cliche or stereotypical for me to be like, ah, you know, AOC doesn't have anything going on. But I really do feel like, you know, in this culture war and this political divide, I mentioned it a moment ago, the uninitiated and the initiated. They are people who are just Democrats. So the Democrats must win no matter what. You can criticize Cuomo for doing something horrible, but their Democrat and team Democrat must be protected at all costs. Mm, sad. You must be team Trump. It's like, okay, I mean, look, I voted for the guy, but I don't care if you smack talk the guy. If someone comes to me and says, yeah, well, Trump did this, that, and this, I'd be like, damn, that's awful. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, Biden, you know, as well, he's the president now. So, so let me write down all the bad things about Trump. I agree. Oh, you're right. And uh, now let's talk about Biden, right? They don't uh-huh. want to do it because this is the, the nature of politics. Just what team? Are you, what team? Which team are you on? Mm-hmm. And of course, Fox News is is Team Orange. Well, you're like wearing I said, orange. <laughs> yes, true. Red and blue areas <laughs> of air, live, low pressure, high pressure. It is. It is fascinating that the whole network is like. Well, actually, you know, it's interesting that there's one network. Basically, I guess there's there's OAN and Newsmax, but in terms of you know large viewership, all of the other outlets walk in lockstep. Fox News is the only outlet that actually has conflicting narratives or opinions. Well, and that was the brilliance of when it was invented. It was because there wasn't anything out there to represent the views of the viewers, right? I mean, there was the CNN, but, you know, CNN back then was different. 
It's not the CNN that it is today. It's very boring. Yeah, it was like C-SPAN kind of. <clears throat> I, could, I always better. got them mixed up when I was a kid. Like they both just have video of Congress just talking. <laughs> is that what they did back in the day? It seemed like in the 80s that's what CNN was. I mean, they, they had people on the ground and stuff, but it was very boring. MSNBC is doing better than CNN, which is quite incredible. Really? What, is, that, is that not the case historically? No, I, I, I mean, for many years, CNN was the oh, yeah, most yeah. valuable, whatever it was called. The most trusted name in news. I guess. And then uh, MSNBC was always the third. But wow. now more than ever, they're, they're being, you know, you've got, but you've got somebody like a Rachel Maddow who is. Nuts. Stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Fill video of her last blanks. night. Her so face was just like. Well, was she was the one saying about the, the masks that she couldn't. She couldn't bear Re- to get rid re- of the mask. Yeah, she's like, I'll have to rewire my brain to not Jeez. see people without a mask as a threat. I saw that and I was like, I've never viewed someone with or without a mask as a threat. What? I just mind my own business. I go to the store, I buy the cat food, and I come back, and then we <laughs> give the food to the cat. I don't know what you're talking about, lady. It, it freaks me out that people think the way she does. Yeah. And they watch her show, so clearly they do. That's that's it's really it's really scary because if people start to be afraid of each other, that's the ground up totalitarian mentality, because then it's very easy to manipulate people to do things to each other, to your neighbor, turn your neighbor in like in the Soviet, you know, gulags, two out of five people were informants. And then you have a Chris Cuomo who doesn't want to wear a mask ever, uh, but tells people they need to wear a mask or who fakes being in quarantine, fake quarantine. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. I loved it when Ben Smith of the New York Times actually called out Cuomo. And well, nothing he, happens of it. You know what? Very recently on social media, um, someone called him out on it, and they referenced a Fox News article talking about the fake quarantine. And he was like, oh, well, you shouldn't believe Fox News. And I went underneath and brought that article <laughs> up by Ben Smith and said, hmm, this is not Fox News. Right. And there's actual proof of a guy that saw you in the Hamptons not quarantining. It's 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 insane to me. And Brian Stelter, I think, is one of the worst people on TV because he provides cover for them as this media reporter who's constantly. I'll tell you this. I, I've known Brian for a long time. Not like I've known him well or anything, but it's amazing how he went from being a media reporter for The New York Times to the Fox News review show for CNN Sunday mornings. That, that's what he does. He watches Fox News and then he writes about it and does a show where he's like, Tucker Carlson had an opinion about waffles today and. I did. If I want to hear Tucker's opinion, I'll just ask him. He know? did a whole piece on the fact that Fox News personalities weren't admitting that they were getting uh, right? the vaccinations. Like they weren't doing their vaccination oh, selfies. Did you, did you violate policy by speaking on this show that you got the vaccine? Well, I put it out there. <laughs> I actually put my vaccination on social media because I'm very open with having MS and I'm someone that, you know, should get the vaccine just for that very reason that I have a compromised immune system. So I was out there and I put it on social media. And then, of course, he's like, well, there's no Fox personalities that are putting out their vaccination selfies. And I I just was like, <laughs> I did this three weeks ago. Am I not a Fox and Friends personality? You know, you are, <laughs> but it's bad for their narrative. Mm-hmm. So, well, we don't mean the... the the meteorologist. Yeah, the weather lady? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. We mean uh, the... Uh, uh, Pundits. Hannity? <laughs> we want Hannity to do it? That was weird when he did that morale. It was like a, um, like a brow beating or like a, like a 
what would you call it? Like a morality where it's like, well, we got, yeah, like a guilt by like, we got the thing. Where is everyone else getting it? Like a peer pressure. Well, And at the time when he talked about that, a lot of people weren't allowed to get the vaccination because there was a hierarchy because of Andrew Cuomo who could get the vaccination. So Stelter puts it out out there on social media, like, why aren't these Fox personalities going to get vaccinations? But at the time, we actually couldn't get them because we weren't of a lot of them weren't of the age or. Wasn't it specifically why aren't they posting vaccine selfies? Yes. What the? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Freedom Tunes at all. No. Uh, so our our friend Seamus, he has a channel on YouTube. He makes these little uh, he he makes these you know political uh, uh, cartoons, and one of them is a guy going to the doctor to get his vaccine, and the doctor is like, "Do you want to take the vaccine selfie?" And he's like, "No, no, I don't need a selfie." And he goes, "Uh, okay." And then later on, COVID shows up at his house, like the actual virus, and he's like, "I'm here to get you." And the guy goes, "COVID, you can't get me. I've got a vaccine." And he goes, "What? <laughs> show me your show me your proof." And he shows him the vaccine card. And he goes, ha, ha, "Not that." I want to see your vaccine selfie. Oh. Everybody knows, you know, so that was the plan, CNN. My head is exploding. It's just ridiculous. If that's what you're bugging us about, not having a COVID vaccine, it's also health issue, you know, health information. You don't you don't necessarily have to put that out there at all. Why are you browbeating yeah, people right. for because putting they, health information out there. They, they they want to push the narrative that all of Fox News' viewers are anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. or they are conspiracy theorists or QAnon or whatever the stuff. And it's it's not true. I have been at home broadcasting, you know, in my spare b- bedroom and my house for over a year now. And when I went in and said, listen, I'm compromised, I probably should stay home. They were like, of course, you need to take care of your health. And, you know, th- they've always been like that. It's really disappointing, I guess to say, uh, creepy. If you watch CNN and you never watch Fox News, they probably think it's a bunch of people walking around in clan hoods <laughs> with COVID and other diseases and like no vaccines. And there's just like this uh, hive of scum and villainy in New York City surrounded by gates that no one can get into or something. Because like people got to realize that Fox News, the, like, uh, the building you work out of uh, particularly, is in New York under the rules of Cuomo. And de Blasio. So certainly they're taking it seriously because they legally have to. Mm -hmm. What's the history of Fox? Do you guys know much about it? Like how it got started, when it got started? Roger Ailes. He was the, he was the mastermind behind Fox News and, um, he was, uh, he helped a lot of, um, political people, uh, with their careers in politics. Um, and he was the one who kind of decided with Rupert Murdoch that there needed to be, uh, uh, a television station, cable news network that represented people that didn't feel that they were being represented. And so that was, um, I think, almost 25 years ago. It was like 95 or something. I think I, you know, I'll have to do some risk. I mean, I've, this is my 18th year. So I think we're coming up on 25. So yeah. Murdoch had started Fox. Mm-hmm. Like Fox had been around for what, since the 80s or something? Fo- like the, the, the Fox the TV show? Is that what it was? And then Ailes came to Murdoch and was like, let's Fox add Fox News uh, Channel. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to see the chicken or the egg. Is, is, isn't is Fox News like, uh, is it still owned by Murdoch? It's because mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't go with Fox and the Disney deal, I guess. So it's like. No, we're our own separate entity now. How is it working at Fox News? I love it. I've been there, like I said, for 18 years. It's the best job I've ever had. Um, I love the people there. Uh, I love the job that I do. You know, the fact that I talk about 
Andrew Cuomo is, you know, I've never thought I would ever be in this kind of position talking about politics because that's not, you know, my wheelhouse at all, you know? They don't they don't uh, have an issue with, like, you coming on shows like this and talking politics? You know, I think that they knew that this was very personal for me. They knew the story. And at the very beginning when this was happening, my husband, who's a very private person, um, not in broadcasting at all, he didn't want me to bring up his family. Uh, you know, they were very private people. But when we saw the fact that there was no news out there uh, and the governor was going around uh, as the go-to pandemic politician, not talking about these nursing home issues, um, it just it became more and more clear that he was getting away with this. So you talk about Tucker. I was texting with Tucker and I believe... Um, it was a conservative, uh, was it ta- uh, town hall maybe? Forgive me, but it was a conservative outlet that 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 broke the news that he wasn't counting those that died yeah. in the hospitals. Okay, I think it was town hall. I think it was town hall yeah. too. No, what's what was the outlet that Tucker Carlson started? Daily Caller. Daily Caller. Ah, it was the Daily Caller. Forgive me. So they were the ones doing the investigative reporting, and I was reading this and think, thinking to myself, why isn't this a story on the on the news channels? So I texted with him, and I said, "Listen, this is what happened with my in-laws. Um, he he put COVID positive patients into nursing homes. He asked, actually had a mandate for forty six days to do this. Um, this should be a story." And and I. He said, listen, if you want to, anytime you want to come on the program, I believe it's a story. You have a forum to do so. Um, and when I continuously saw the governor going on these programs and never being asked the nursing home question, that's when I said to my husband, you know, can we, can I talk about this? Because I don't think there's anyone doing that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how it sort of began. And I haven't really stopped. I'd like to, but uh, it's still to this day. You know, he seems to be getting away with it. I think he's going to get away with it. It's I mean, very maybe sad. maybe he won't get reelected, but I don't think he's going to get in trouble. But you know, you don't think so? Yeah. What about the harassment? I, you know, I started to maybe. Think, you know, there are a lot of Democrats that don't like him. And so that's why when all the harassment stuff was coming out, I thought that that's why they're jumping on this bandwagon because they they. The, the the really criminal stuff is the nursing homes, yeah. but they can get behind the Me Too uh, stuff because that's a little bit easier to digest, I guess, to go after the governor for the Me Too stuff. Um, but I mean, there's nine women now. He keeps going on and and putting his you know his his foot in his mouth. There's a an apparent impeachment process going on with uh, Albany lawmakers, but I don't. I think it's a sham. So maybe you're right, but you know what? If it means that he is not reelected for a fourth term, then then it was worth it. Something, I guess. But I just I don't expect any of these people to ever be held accountable. What if it was a Republican governor? What if it was a Ron oh, DeSantis yeah. that put COVID positive patients into nursing homes? Nine thousand of them. He covered up the numbers. He tried to sell a book for four million dollars. You know, prison. Right? He'd be in an orange jumpsuit. I mean, Probably not prison, but the the, the media would – they would run for six months nonstop. It would be the top story on every single cable news channel. This is the problem with the, – the, the networks have built an audience based on Tribe because – I think mostly because of the internet. If people can choose to watch whatever they want, then they're going to choose to go where their bias leads them. So – 
CNN becomes the orange man bad network. Now, everything they say has to be in line with one particular worldview. Their ratings are in the gutter and on fire because they've pigeonholed themselves. But I think they probably would have went under a long time ago if they didn't. Donald Trump allowed them to stay afloat for several years longer than they should have. People watch that, watch that network, or they used to, just to hear why Trump was bad, to prove to themselves that he was bad. Now that Trump is gone, what does CNN have to offer? Mm-hmm. I mean, they used to go and do reporting. They don't really do that so much anymore. I think they're trying to again, but. Well, to back to your point, uh, you know, Fox has been really good to me. And when they knew my personal story and knew what I was trying to do by going on, you know, Tucker's show and Sean Hannity's show and Fox and Friends, it was to be a voice for all of these families that didn't have one. So I do walk that line sometimes, um, and I'm grateful that they gave me the platform and trusted me that, you know, I was doing it for the right reasons. You you went on Tucker's show and talked about all this. Was that the first time you had stepped away from just doing the... Yes, and it was terrifying. It's still terrifying. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, your whole uh, persona on Fox is... You walk outside, there's people there, and you're like, how's it going? Welcome to New York. And yeah. You, like, how, you like, ask the kids, like, what's it like in New York? And then here you are in this very serious political fight, also on Tucker. You know, I can be both of those people. You know, I can still be the one that goes out there and has fun and, you know, does the Kentucky Derby and uh, Groundhog <laughs> Day and, and write the Freddie the Frogcaster books for the kids. But I can also be a serious person that wants to, um, you know, hold the governor's feet to the fire and and try to make him accountable for something that he did wrong and that cost the lives of thousands. Now, everybody wants to know, is Tucker a nice guy? He's a lovely, <laughs> wonderful kidding. guy. Yeah, he he's a right. good friend. He really is. Well, so you also mentioned earlier on the, the Kentucky Derby. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that what it is? Yep. So the Kentucky Derby was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and this tomorrow, I'll be at the Preakness, which is the... Uh, they call it the second jewel in the triple crown. So if you win the Kentucky Derby and then you go on to win the Preakness and then you go on to win uh, the Belmont Stakes, oh. which is in New York, that's the triple crown. There hasn't been many of them. I believe there's been 13. Um, and so tomorrow that's where I'll be at the Preakness. So what, are, are you just there to hang out and watch? Or? Yeah, no, I broadcast from there. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So I get to do fun stuff like that. Uh, so I'll do the weather forecast, but I also, I really love the horse. Horse racing, you know, it's yeah. uh, one of the first dates my husband and I went on was at Belmont. Cute. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest uh, date. Um, Where's Belmont? Belmont is in New York. That's where the Triple Crown is actually oh, held. Okay. Yep. And uh, and then uh, we've been to Saratoga a couple of times. So um, I don't know. It's it's fun. You know, for two minutes, the country comes together. No one knows who voted <laughs> for who. You know, it, it, you look at a horse that's that's running a two minute race and there's excitement have, have there have there been any pushes to politicize any of it i know there's like the drug thing but that's its own scandal it's not you know a political thing well i mean i i guess a lot of people might say you know what's happening with the drugs scandal is the top trainer i would i would say arguably he is the most famous trainer in horse racing. So, you know, there is going to be a lot of scrutiny on this guy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the horse. It's, Heaven forbid it's they betting find on out. horses. 
Heaven forbid they find out he voted for Trump or something. <laughs> then it would just be like everything oh, we feared is imagine? confirmed. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's good to hear that there's, 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 there's sports stuff happening that kind of escapes all this. I think so. We got the Olympics coming up. I guess there's like 350,000 350, signatures to get the Olympics banned in Tokyo because of COVID. Then you've also got the uh, – what's it, it called? The IPCC? Is that the international – no. Is it the IPCC? That sounds right. No, I'm, I think I got the – I'm not sure. No, I think it's the, the, the International Panel on Climate Change. What am I, <laughs> what am I thinking of? different. I don't know. The, the Olympic Committee or whatever, the okay. IOPC. Uh, <laughs> they're, they, they're banning politics. They're banning you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff. Smart. Okay. So if you're competing, you can't you know, raise a fist or drop to a knee or something. But if you're doing interviews, you can say whatever you want. And I'm like, I actually think that's a good thing. You know, we've, we've, we, we, are, we are boiling over in this country in around the world – Partly because of social media. I think a lot to do with social media and media. Everybody's at each other's throats. Everybody needs to just get back to arguing over which sport team. I agree. I agree. Just to watch a baseball game, you know? know. But now it's like, what what are they doing in New York? Like the vax section and the unvax section? Oh, well, that's Cuomo again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your vaccine. You can sit over here. And if you don't have your vaccine, you got to be over here six feet apart. I've. I'm like, oh, I'd like to pretend I don't have a vaccine so I don't have to sit next to a person. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I get, I get more space. Yeah. I can put my coat that over sounds here. More, can... That sounds excellent. Yes. You know what's really fun when you get the cup and it's got the bowl on top and you got the chicken nuggets and you're holding the cup? You ever, you ever see those things? No. No, the what's stra- that? So there's a cup and it's full of soda and then they put the lid on. They put the straw on, and then there's a plastic ring that goes over the top with your fries and your chicken oh, nuggets or whatever. That sounds fantastic. So yeah, you're holding a cup. Good. You can drink it, and then t- – yeah, it's great. Ooh. You need to get some of those here. Yeah, That's actually a good idea. Miracle and people could have, like, their drink on the show with, like, chicken – I don't know. They have chicken nuggets <laughs> on the show, I guess, if you'd like. Or, like, I don't know, all Empanadas? I, I do. I, I, do you know the, the Venezuelan – Maduro empanada yes. thing. Oh no, what's that? He was giving uh, a speech. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, this is good. His people were starving. It's yes. terrible. And he was giving a speech, but continue. Yeah, I mean, he would just in the middle of his speech pull out an empanada out of his drawer and take a big bite as he's talking to this, these starving people. The people of Venezuela are starving. Joke. And Optics. he's looking at the camera and he just reaches into a drawer and pulls out an empanada people and People really bites want it. him to pull an empanada out one of these days. I, yes. I would love to get a little empanada thing here and just I want be an like, empanada drawer. Then randomly I'll be like looking at you while you, while you talk and I'll just. Pull it up and on, or just bite it and just put it back. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. It. Probably get me sick. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but but when I was younger, I was really frustrated with sports because it felt like all this bad stuff is happening around the world and no one cares because they're like, oh, the Raiders versus the whoever. I don't know what Raiders. Raiders are football or something. Yeah, football. There you yeah. go. And so I'm like, nobody cares. Now we have the inverse problem. I'm like, people care too much. Yeah. Slow down a little bit. You know, like go, go watch a football game or a, a baseball game in Canada. It's have hockey. a hot dog. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we got hockey, but no. You know, Canada. It's it's hockey. It is. It's hockey. Yeah. If you rabid. don't know how to skate, you you know you need to go somewhere. else. So you're else. really good yeah. at skating. I'm a terror. I used to figure skate, but wow. I haven't done oh. it in a long time. Is it because Canada is like a block of ice? <laughs> so every- <laughs> something you do. Basically. Although I will tell you that my kids learned uh, to skate. You know, because of you know, growing up in Canada, I'm like, you got to learn how to skate. If you're half Canadian, you need to yeah, <laughs> strap on the skates. They just they just naturally have the ability to do it. I, one, one, one day your, your kid's handed a hockey stick and they're like, you know, little Gretzky. I'm just, I'm I'm good with them just learning how to skate. They don't have to be like. Do they rollerblade? Gretzky's. No, they don't. Tim's been rollerblading a lot. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you love it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an old man, so, you know. 
35? I am older than all of you people. <laughs> well, we're old. Well, I don't know. Oldish. Ian's old. Well, there's Ian's there's old, solar yeah. age and genetic age. Okay. So you can go around the sun a million times, but if your body stays super youthful, oh, then I your like genetics, that. You know, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Fantastic. It's all answer. about the tel- telomeres of your of your chromosomes, yeah, yeah. keeping nice. them intact. young at heart. Yes. yes. I think Legit. one of the, one of the funniest things I've seen is like you know, uh, Janice, you're very straightforward, you know, wholesome <laughs> meteorology, and Ian's this like. Trippy, spacey guy, tranced out hippie. But before, <laughs> before the sh- before the show started, Ian was asking Janice, like, "Have you ever like looked at the collective conscious of electromagnetism <laughs> affecting the sky? Yeah, and, like, have you ever used like- your magnetic field to <laughs> interact with the clouds? The because yeah. I have. I was just wondering like, if you have. Lydia, what did you get me into? <laughs> I'm sorry. You dispersed <laughs> the mag- the negative energy with positive not- energy. And- I'd, I'd imagine you don't get questions like that all the all. No, all I was afraid. I was I was like, oh my god. I was, <laughs> I was in San Diego one year, and there was this giant storm coming in, black on the on the radar. Yeah, and we laid on the beach and just meditated and focused on it. And the cl- the clouds parted above us, and the storm went to the north and the south, but it didn't. It it went around us. I've had multiple experiences like that. Really? Like dancing on my roof and like doing Tai Chi right. and then yes. the clouds start to spin and open up and you can see the moon Ooh. and there's just this thick cloud cover. Because sometimes clouds move. Sometimes yeah. they move but yeah. they're light uh, negative energy force so and we have magnetic fields. I, I just thought it was funny to like ask a meteorologist <laughs> about using your brain waves to like change weather. And we were talking about sprites above the clouds when lightning strikes you see energy go out into yeah. space. Oh my gosh. Okay. That really happens though? I mean, he showed me a picture on his iPhone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I trust I him. would like to go deep on sprites one day. Okay. I'm, I got I'm in. You could teach me a, a, th- a few mm-hmm. things. Solar energy. I wonder where it comes from. Like galactic. Is Solar? it universal? Sun. The sprites? Yeah. What's caught? Where? Why is it going out? It goes out into space, which means it's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But Another dimension? Yeah. Like probably. It's probably going up into the Taurus. Do you believe in aliens? Well, I think they exist. Yeah. It seems likely, but I don't think they've ever been to Earth. Okay. All right. We're going there. Let's do it. We got the story from the Daily Mail. U.S. Navy pilots say they saw UFOs off the coast of Virginia so frequently, they got used to them branding them a worrying security threat. Former Navy Lieutenant Ryan Graves called the unidentified aerial phenomena a threat to national security. I am worried, frankly, you know, if these were tactical jets from another country, they were hanging out up there, it would be a massive issue. Louis Elizondo, a former official with the Defense Department, said that UFOs appear to have far superior technology to what the U.S. has now. The government is expected to release a report in June on UFO sightings after unclassified videos of them were leaked to the New York Times in 2017. Senator Marco Rubio called for the detailed analysis after he viewed classified briefings on UAP while he was the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee. So UAP is the new word for UFO. Oh, Uh this is this is interesting. They saw them so frequently that they branded them a worrying security threat. You asked Ian, but I had to interrupt. Do you believe in aliens? I think I do. You think you do? Yeah, what I do. You, what do you think they are? Well, do you, do you think the UFOs are, are are aliens, or do you think it's you know Russia? Oh gosh, I don't know about that. I do think that there are other life forms out there. I certainly think so. Yeah, the, the massive universe. Of course. As for whatever these things are. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just Russia. Did you say it's the Daily Mail? Where? Da- yeah, the Daily Mail. UK. Okay. Yeah. Well, they love this stuff. They do. Yeah. Either this could be a false flag, like the U.S. government is like, we don't know what this is. It might be enemy this. It might be security this that, and they're just testing, you know, drone 
craft. Mm. They raided Tesla's laboratory, and he was working with like long range power distribution and like I don't know what. Oh, kind I of thought meta- I thought you were talking about Elon Musk for a second. Oh. They raided a Tesla factory. I was like, really? oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, what was Nic- he doing with those Nicholas, cars? <laughs> the FBI, I think it was the FBI, went in Nikola Tesla's laboratory in um, was it Ward the Wardenclyffe? Uh, they, they demolished Wardenclyffe, which wow. was his like big power tower that he was trying to elect like charge batteries from a distance with. Now, see, that's because the aliens made him do it. Mm. You know? Well, he used to say he would get communication from uh, like intelligence beyond what we understand. Tesla, the guy who invented radio, basically. How funny would it be if like there's like these super intelligent aliens, and they're like sitting in their spaceship above the Earth. And one alien's just talking to another alien about something just totally inane. Like, so the wife, uh, she wants to take uh, skiing lessons. The other <laughs> alien's like, oof, you sure about that? And then Tesla's sitting there, like, fiddling with the wires. And then it's like, and then he hears the microphone, like, so my wife was saying ski lessons. And then he's like, what is this I'm hearing? Who's talking? And the aliens are like, oh, he can hear us? Whoa, tell whoa, him something, whoa. Tell him something smart real quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, they're like, quick, shut it off. My, Call the FBI. Raid his, raid his complex. My guess is that the government raided his laboratory, took the technology, and then they've been experimenting on it mm. ever since. Mm. And they have these lightweight drones. I don't know, man. Like, to, people prop up Tesla as if he's just, like, from the future or something. You know, he's pretty smart. He yeah, radio. but Leonardo, he invented a lot of really cool stuff. Leonardo da Vinci had a bunch of weird pictures too, and they, they don't do anything. Awesome! I was just studying that guy a little Leonardo. bit. Leonardo, super cool. Yeah, he's cool dude. He used I guess. to sleep like twenty minutes every four hours. What? All the and then he would take four hours awake, sleep for twenty minutes, four hours. That sounds awake. awful. Yeah, he would sleep two hours <laughs> that a day. Like torture. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd be miserable. Sleep you get torture, yeah. you get almost into what is it? REM sleep. I think it takes ninety minutes to get into REM sleep. Yeah, so we got no REM sleep. Apparently, so is that why he was such crazy. a great artist? Yes, that's why. <laughs> he was actually constantly insane. having waking dreams. He would draw with one hand while he was writing with another. Yeah, oh, yes, incredible human, nuts. an alien from the future. Maybe, maybe. You know, you know. With all these conspiracies, I think people just want to believe in something crazy of because, because otherwise, life is boring. It's the unifying theory that you're talking about with sports. Like we need something collectively to focus on to take us out of the this and that. You said, he said, she mm. said. Aliens is a good one. Space travel is a good one. That's why people love Elon Musk so much. I think it's why people also want to believe that, you know, every Fox News host is a bad person or every person on the right is grifting and they don't actually believe their opinions. It's easier to believe in a world where there's a grand conspiracy against you and an evil villain running everything than it is to accept that you might be wrong or that, you know, life is more nuanced than this. I think there needs to be more Ben Stillers out there Mm. who, like, listens... To the reason of why somebody did something, yeah, does a little research and says, "Huh, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm going to take down that tweet." The so I, I was uh, I, I commented on someone's Facebook page or something. It was like they were talking about we're, fa- we're we're in the middle of the biggest general strike because people are walking out of these jobs. And I said it's really interesting how in Republican areas, people like where they're getting rid of these unemployment waivers, the strike is ending. And then it it came to someone just immediately responded with some tribal comment calling me a grifter or whatever. And I said, maybe maybe the reason you guys believed in Russia was because you couldn't accept that your policies were bad, your candidate was bad, and because you couldn't accept that truth, you needed an excuse as to why Hillary lost in 2016. So you make up a reason instead of just accepting people wanted Trump more than they wanted Hillary. It's the same thing right now. They'll say, you know, people on the right, they're all grifters, or, you know, Fox News is a bunch of far right, whatever. Because it's easier to believe that there's an evil presence as opposed to accepting that people might disagree or they might be wrong. When it comes to UFOs and things of this nature, it's just still in line with the conspiracies. I don't think people want to accept that life is routine and boring. 
Think about life in, you know, the 1600s, 1700s. All you did was wake up, farm, and go to bed. Wake up, farm, eat, go to bed. Maybe that's why they want to keep the masks, right? They don't want to go yeah, back to normalcy. It's a good point. Mm. It's, it's, they it's, like the masks. It, feels it makes them feel like they're part of something that's, that's, that's actually right, happening. That's right. That's bigger. Yeah. And now it's going away. It's Yeah. Like, that's it's really like their security the blanket. Yes. Could you imagine if there's no villain? I mean, I really think there is no villain. There's no villain. Yeah, it's just the so. universe is, is terrifying and hard to live in. They're, We're fortunate to be on Earth where there's an atmosphere. I think there are bad people. I think evil exists. But it's not It's not like... You know, actually, I would say Thanos is probably a good example. He's, Nikolai he, Thanos? No, no, no. no <laughs> Thanos from Marvel. You know, in the movies, at least. He thinks he's a good guy, but he's really dumb. And that's a lot of what we deal with in terms of villainy. People who are guided by what they think are good intentions, but they're really dumb. Yeah. And well, then they do dumb things. And Tim, I would push back on the argument that life is really boring because it's only boring because we have so much privilege. Like we don't have to work our butts off. We don't have to like go get water from the well. We don't have to worry about heating our homes or having not having plumbing and stuff like that. That's the only you know, reason it's boring. I was uh, I was looking at some of the magic cards that we have. Do you know what Magic the Gathering is? Mm-mm. It's a it's a strategy fantasy card game. Okay. So you have a deck of cards and there's like a card like a vampire on it or something, you know. I was looking at some of these cards and I was looking at trolls and goblins and vampires. And I started thinking about like where these stories come from. I read once that vampires come from rabies. The people oh. would be hydrophobic because of the rabies. Their their gums would be, you know, pulled back so their teeth look bigger and they'd bite you. And then you'd turn into a vampire and zombies was the same myth. I don't know if that's true, but I think about these stories of dragons and whatever. And the story of a dragon probably was some dude who was like, from somewhere in like Eastern Europe, went on a journey towards Asia or whatever, and at some point, I don't know where the Komodo dragons are native to, Kilo but monster. Yeah. saw saw a giant lizard, and then had a sword, and they like snapped at him, and they they bashed it, and they were like, "This is crazy," and they ran away, drew a picture of it, and then said there was a gigantic lizard, and then someone sees that, and because they didn't actually see it, they see the picture, they're assuming it's this massive thing. Well, I've got, you know? I think maybe. Like dragon, giant dragonflies that had like flint in the back of their throat. And no, they get spit, out of here! Oh, what are you talking a, about? They could spit a flammable liquid and then cl- and cause a spark <laughs> and so cause what, like a flaming so spit. Tip, tip, I'm just don't saying. Don't laugh too hard. There's a beetle that spits fire. I know, I know, I know. but I'm what, I'm laughing because what I'm talking about is. If, have, have you ever seen the picture of the first sighted elephant from yes. like the European <laughs> colonists <laughs> went to Africa or whatever, saw an elephant drew, and, and described it, and then someone drew this ridiculous picture. Of what they thought an elephant looked like based on the description of it. When they set the first platypus back, people uh, in, in Europe, I guess, they thought it was a joke that they stitched this together. So I'm just – what I'm saying is – I see what you mean. You look at these legends and it was probably like I fought a giant demon monster. Right. And it was just a grizzly bear. That's kind of like astrology. Like when you look at the constellations and they make up stories about it's an archer, a center – like that they've done that to animals in the past too. I know that there were like giant bears, like 18 foot tall bears or 16 foot tall. The, even the, the snub nosed bear, which is only like 13,000 years ago that it went extinct was like, I don't know, 16 feet tall or something. Yeah. Huge monstrous creature. So yep. I would imagine in the past, like giant snakes and huge spiders that over time either couldn't sustain or we killed off. Yeah, I guess the uh, the theory is that there was a lot more oxygen back then, so these things could get a lot bigger. So we had these really huge mammals that are 
absolutely terrifying. And I'm not sure about the gigantic snakes, but I do know that there's like these really, really big critters that are absolutely horrifying to think about now. Like we're, again, we're so lucky to live at a time when we're at the top of the food chain because these animals are scared of us and we've like taken over a bunch of So we've wiped out the threats. Now, like, where's the threat? It's in our Mm. DNA and we've turned on each other for the Mm. most part. We haven't. I try not to. Right. But there, there's that tendency. Maybe the reason we're seeing more and more aliens is because the political divide is getting so intense. We're about to blow each other up. Huh. Aliens oh. are coming. They're going to intervene. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's it. Would you go to Mars? Of course. <laughs> it's a one-way trip, though. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't know. You do if a I could come trip, back, though? I would definitely think of something like that. That'd be awesome. Why not? I, I find it really scary to think about going to Mars. I find space to be absolutely intimidating. Like, I wish that we could explore the Earth a lot better before we try and go to space. But Mm. Mars is really interesting in theory. Would you go, like, to the bottom of the ocean before you went to the moon? Uh, Yeah, actually, I probably would. I think all the fish at the bottom of the ocean are fascinating. There's nothing on the moon. Nothing lives there. We have no idea Uh, what's on the the ocean. We all know the Nazis escaped to the moon. Oh, Oh, my gosh, you're right. We all saw that movie. How could I forget? You know, obviously, I'm joking. I'm referencing a movie (laughs) called Iron Sky, but I just love it if Media Matters is like, Tim Pool thinks Nazis are on the moon and they pull the clip. False. False. (laughs) Yes, Snopes. Are Nazis really on the moon? False. Tim Pool is wrong. (laughs) All right, let's go to Super Chats. Okay. (laughs) If you have not already, smash that like button. Smash the like button. Thanks for hanging out on this Friday night. We're chilling. And uh, we're going to take your Super Chats. And uh, so we're going to get some questions from the audience. Oh, wow. Yeah, I see a a lot of chats were saying they were so excited to see you on the show. Oh, that's so kind. Absolutely. Was that my mom? No. No, no. Just <laughs> their actual audience. Regular, yeah, regular people. She's a huge Tim Pool fan. Oh, oh cool. is she really? Yeah, she is. Oh, thank Shout you. Out. What's her name? Stella. What up, Stella? Stella. <laughs> Thanks for watching and being a fan of the show. <laughs> so, Jesus Flores says, I am a gorilla. Oh. Stella. If you would, uh, you can go to TimCast.com, click the store button, and get one of our shirts. You'll notice in the chat, we actually have the Doge to the Moon shirt. with It's it's a Sheba, not a gorilla. Maybe we should make one that says, I'm a Sheba or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Everhart says, just got a four-month supply from Safe and Ready Meals. Thank you for your recommendation and journalism. Thank you very much for uh, supporting the show. Appreciate it. Matthew Kirshner says, Tim, I have been trying to get a hold of you about your Rams extended warranty. I hope this is not the super <laughs> chat you finally read. I've been trying to contact you with, uh, about Iraq. Love the show. Yeah, uh, I'm getting two calls cons- uh, consistently from someone named Charity Call and Scam Likely. Oh, I just got I a Scam Likely call. Scam Likely. I wonder what he's up to. Best friend. <laughs> I know, it's awesome. I haven't called They her. call me more than anybody else. Right? Aww. Scam Likely. They care about Sometimes us. I'm sitting there and I'm lonely. You know people are naming their kids. And I know <laughs> Scam Likely. Scam Likely, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Opossum says, Tim, please watch the new Saw movie and do a review on it on Monday's show. Uh-oh, oh, why? Oh, there's a oh. new Saw movie? I hope it's not woke. Saw's bad enough. <laughs> oh, hey, Frigsby with a massive super chat. Oh. He says, great guest Janice Dean. The weather machine is awesome. Oh, that's kind. There you go. The weather machine. The I weather machine. You make Shepard Smith gave me that name. Oh, really? That's yep. awesome. First day I think I was on air. Uh, no, you know what? We were doing rehearsals, and they wanted me to sort of be a regular feature on Shepard's show uh, at 3 p.m. And so we were doing some rehearsals and I could tell he's a smart guy so the, the wheels were turning, right? He's like, Janice Dean, Janice Dean, Janice Dean. Janice Dean, the weather machine! <laughs> I love it. How much, how much, uh, how, how much, like, uh, how many minutes on air are you every day? That's like, well, it depends, a lot. right? 
I mean, no, not I wouldn't say a lot. Like on Fox and Friends, it's at least once an hour because I do the national forecast, right? Yeah. Now, if there's a big story, if there's a hurricane, tornado outbreak, that kind of thing, it's it's a little more than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess you know, I'm lucky if I get like a minute thirty during my wow. hit. Yeah. But well, you're like you're, you have to be there, plugged into the machine the whole time, so yeah, that when they call you, you're, you nail it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to be prepared too, because it's 24 hours, right? So if there is like a tornado that kind of you know hits a big city like Atlanta, oh, you know, they'll call you, you in. You, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize that they assume that uh, you know I, when I was on I was on Rogan's show last time last year, I mentioned that I was like I, I record like three hours, three and a half hours a day, and he goes, "That's only three and a half hours," and I was like. It's like eight hours of work, production, yes. research, and then three hours of me recording myself talking. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, but, you know, a lot of people don't realize because they only see you on TV for a minute. They assume you show up for a minute, then you walk out the door and you're gone. No. And, you're, and then you're I have other stuff. I mean, we've got like Fox News Radio that I have to file for. We do, uh, you know, foxnews.com. Got to make sure that the weather is up to date on that, too. So. Yeah. yeah, I, I wish work. I could say I do like a minute 30 and then I'm out of there. Wouldn't it be great to get paid tons of money to show up for a minute and leave? Wow. <laughs> it's like what I do. <laughs> but it shows. Right. It shows. Trust me. You can tell. All right. The Curly Afro says, I see all this discussion that's not financial advice on BTC and Ethereum, but Ian leaves out one of the most, one of the most fastest, most secure. Chainlink. And decentralized blockchain that dwarfs. Dwarfs them. Digibyte. Digibyte. Apes together strong. Diamond hands. Hodl. Is Digibyte anonymous? Like, uh, like, uh, Monero? I don't know. I just know that we do get a ton of super chats from people being like, this is the one true cryptocurrency. And I'm like, you mean the one true that, that you bought? I'll tell you one I don't talk about a lot. Chainlink, which I really like. I don't really don't know a lot about it, which is why I don't talk a lot about it. But I hear it enables interoperable blockchain experience. Keith Porter says Ron DeSantis and Tulsi Gabbard for 2024. Mm. Tulsi as the VP. Interesting. I mean, I'd vote for it. Balance. Yeah. The median says, though it might not be exact, there is a book that said 2,000 years ago, everything happening now would happen. I don't know when it will happen, but get ready for the seven worst years of your life. Matthew 24 and Revelation, by the way, what's your favorite flower? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Mine's the rose. Rhododendrons. Rhododendrons. Yes, good That's just the Rangers. only like obscure flower name I know. <laughs> I don't even think it's obscure, which is a weird name. I like the terpenes in the rose. Huh. It's a similar uh, chemical that's in mar- the marijuana plant, terpenes that stink. Interesting. What's your favorite flower? I don't know. That's a good question. I like all flowers. Oh, I love dandelions. What are those? Dandelions? I dandelions are gorgeous. Yeah, dandelions. You've never seen a dandelion? Oh, dandelions. Yes. I'd like to make some dandelion tea. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what the state flower is for Maryland? Is it a dandelion? No. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. That would be it's fun. all over the place. Yeah. It is a black-eyed Susan. Oh, that's what is that? Yeah. It's a... It was is... that named by like some dude who beat his wife or something? No. Oh, my gosh. It is a member of the family Asteraceae, which is daisy. So it has like a rocket-shaped middle that's brown and the petals You're not even reading this. Dude, no, Lydia. I love the, I love <laughs> the Asteraceae <laughs> flowers. Yeah, she knows crazy. a lot. Yeah. She introduced me to succulents the other night. Dude, they're so succulents. cool. Succulents. Yes, Michael Mouse. She was like, be gentle with them. You yeah, don't touch them too hard. Cute. Yeah, they're the best. All right. Seth Rowe, Size of the Sun, says, Tim often mentions he doesn't mind wearing his mask or understand what the big deal is. I can't wear a mask due to a medical condition, and I've lived as a second-class citizen for over a year with no end in sight. It's very different from what I say, though. Obviously, I'm not talking about people with medical conditions, and it's, and it, and it's a challenge. I'm talking about people who don't have medical conditions and are just like, oh, harumph, I won't wear a mask. 
I mean, like, Walmart makes you wear shoes. They make you wear a shirt. They make you wear pants. They make you wear a mask. I go to the store. I get out of my car. I put a mask on. I walk and buy my stuff. I walk. I take it off. I just, I'm not really, really that bothered by it. I don't know. I, I, I think it's an issue of, for some people, personal sovereignty and pride. Yeah. Like, I refuse to bend the knee in any capacity. And I'm like, I'm more of a strategic, get the, you know, accomplish the mission. And if the mission is I want to buy some freezer pizza and yeah, I got to wear a mask to do yep. it. Yeah. I'll, I, bend I really, the knee. I'll stand. But I, I would stand. I don't call it bending the done. knee. I call it like when when the ninja wants to assassinate the feudal lord, he doesn't complain that he has to pose as a peasant farmer. I shouldn't have to dress as a peasant farmer. I'm I'm a ninja warrior. No, he's like I must dress as a peasant warrior to sneak in. I'll bend the, the knee. Lord, he bends you know? the knee for the pre- he does everything that he's ex- is expected of a peasant, mm-hmm. so that he can get close to the to the feudal lord and then right. strike. So it's like I'm going to go in and get my pizza. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's it. Ninja warrior. <laughs> that sounded really good. Know, it's right? just it's just not. <laughs> you know, but 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 I, I have certainly have my limits. You know what I mean in terms of like being forced to bend the knee for things that are a violation of your principles. I, I'm sorry. Like I have this little mask with a beanie on it, and I just go like. Oh, it's solid. Yeah, it's not really ruining my life by having to do that. If someone said, you know, literally drop to your knees, I'd be like, shut your mouth. I, when Joe Joe Biden is like, get the mask, you know, get the get the vax or else. I'm like, shut up, Joe Biden. I think that's a case of choosing your battles. That's just the right. Yeah. Line. Like you wear a mask. It's not that big a deal. But other stuff, bigger stuff. If people yes. can't, you know, I get it. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Matthew Scotty Snyder says, we are so lucky they were only able to hack our oil pipeline computers remotely from 5,000 miles away and not our voting machine computers they have physical access to. Well, the people in Russia who did this didn't have physical access to any of these things. But I think it's fair to say that our critical infrastructure is extremely vulnerable and we definitely need a security revamp. Oh, don't jump on YouTube. Taz Riot says, wow, a can of surge. Haven't seen that in a while. Amazing (laughs) guest as well. Yeah, I think I think you know uh, we'll get Tab next. Okay, but Tab yeah. is diet, isn't it? It is, and it doesn't Meh. taste as good as this. Okay. Surge is great. Crystal yeah. Pepsi. That's Cri- what I want. I don't think you can get Crystal Pepsi. Oh, really? Oh, was that I a thing? That, that was a thing. Why? Yeah. Why was that a thing? I don't know, but Sprite Remix was also a thing that was actually really good. Sprite I want it to come back. Does, Mix. Yeah, does it tastes Mountain, like tropical. Does Mountain Dew Code Red still exist? Yeah, I think so. Don't they have it at like Code Taco Red? Bell? They have the Baja Blast at Taco Bell. I don't know. What yeah, was that citrus soda like Mountain Dew that came out? Uh, mellow Yellow. Yeah. Is that, that it? Mellow no, that's yellow. been around for a yeah, long time. It's like 98 or something. Sure. Super long. 97. Yeah. 99. Sierra Mist? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The fake Sprite. <laughs> <Yeah. Mist>. <laughs> <laughs> fake <laughs> Sprite. All right, let's see. Where are we at? <laughs> Zachary Koenig says, Tim, love your unbiased take on the madness going on. The masks are just the government's uh, exercise in how much control they can, act, uh, they can enact in the population. I, I think for some people, probably there's corruption and exploitation of a crisis. I think a lot of people are just scared. Tin Man says, how do you feel about hydrogen batteries? Good? Yeah. Generally positive? Sounds like something up your alley. The, I guess the the fear would be that they could explode like the Zeppelin, uh, the Hindenburg, but I hear they produce massive amounts of energy. Hmm. Whoa, this is cool. Thumper says, Tim, I make ethanol from tree sap and cattails to run my vehicles. My channel is about is about how to do that. Can you give me a shout out? What? Uh, Thumper, yes. Why don't you send us an email? At, uh, have you been? Uh, yeah, I always check spin the UFO. Spin the UFO gmail.com yep. because that would be really cool to do a project because, uh, making ethanol from tree sap. That's awesome. That's pretty and cool. Cattails. I love those things. Yeah. What are those? Are those like the, the, the brown? The, yeah. With like the brown soft stuff Fluffy. at the top of the stock. You can make ethanol from those That's things. Cool. Fascinating. Wow. Ethanol is the stuff you can drink, right? 
Yeah, uh, menthol. You is can drink with you. your grandma Ethel, but you cannot drink with your grandma Methyl. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's okay. how I remember. It like blinds you. Like ethanol that. is yeah, yeah. you can drink. Methanol you can't. I wow. think a better way to describe it is your grandma Ethel will give you a back rub and make you and tell you jokes so you laugh and feel good, and your grandma Methyl will stab you in the eyes with forks. <laughs> wow, that's better okay. actually. <laughs> that's good. There you go. Two Golden Baby says it would be great to have a spotlight shown on Murphy. If uh, if New Jersey was a country, they would have had the highest per capita deaths in the world. His nursing home order was the key driver for that, mm. uh, for that stat. We were in New Jersey before coming out here uh, last year, and it was just so awful. I was like, we got to leave. New Jersey was bad. Real bad. Yep. I mean, bad in terms of what the what he did, but just, I mean, we. do you know about that gym, Attilus, where they yes. reopened? We mm-hmm. lived only a few miles away from those guys. The cops had no problem going in and arresting, you know, arresting some guy who came out and shutting him down. And really creepy stuff happened. Like squad cars were seen, according to some witnesses, blocking off the the alleyway that went behind the building. Mm-hmm. And then they found, and then the next day, the the gym flooded, and they found paper towels jammed in the drain behind the building. So people are questioning why they were cop cars blocking that off. And then the next, you know, and then a flood happens. Apparently, weird. a flood happened more than one time as well. Just very weird. Maurice says, if we, if when we get COVID, they say stay home for two weeks, why is anyone scared? They literally treat you by letting your body heal itself. A vaccine seems unnecessary if it doesn't stop you from getting it. Well, I mean, that's why I just say talk to your doctor. I, I don't, people go to the TV for their, their, you know, medical advice. I don't think Fauci is, knows what you need. There could be somebody who's like got kidney problems. And Fauci's on TV, like, just go and get it. It's like, hey, wait, hold on. Like, you know, your doctor's going to be like, well, you've got a kidney thing, so maybe you shouldn't or whatever. Dr. Fauci thought um, Governor Cuomo did a really good job with mm. New York, too. That's all you need to hear. So just, man, the Democrats really love their TV doctors. You know, Dr. Oz. Yeah, yeah they love their TV doctors. Um, no, no, no. Dr. They, Phil. They, no, doctor, no, no. He's not a doctor, I don't think. Oh, he's not? He's not. No, he has a doctorate in something, but he's not a medical doctor, oh, I think. okay, like a psychologist. He, he's, yeah, he's a, I think he's a clinical psychologist or something. I think so, too. Ryu Kirito says, vote for Major Williams. I think he'll be great for CA. You should try to get him on. Oh. Okay, I don't know who that is. Him. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, Talking Mud Crab says, I much prefer casual Janice over dressed-up fox anchor Janice. I oh. didn't even recognize her. Wow. Maybe because I have my hair back. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Love it. Casual Janice. I love being casual Janice. Seems a lot more fun. Yeah. Is that what you do at your house all the time? Yeah. Like, I mean, the, that all that stuff, hair and makeup is... Uh, oh, it's, man. It's a lot. I the, know, right? The, right, right, right. We you don't, know what we it's don't, like. We don't do any of that. I just sit down here on the camera and that I'm is all, like, awesome. face is all shiny or whatever. It's, it's, nice. I can't, I mean, I, well, I started my career in radio. I loved uh, the fact that I could tell a story and my mom wouldn't email me and say, did you get your hair oh. cut? <laughs> you could like walk in in like a sweatsuit and your oh, hair's all yeah. messy and you're like, Ugh. it's been amazing. Well, you know, doing weather from home has been great because you could, they can only see me from here. So like I've been wearing pajama uh-huh. bombs <laughs> yep. the whole year. Yeah. There was that really awful photo of Brian Stelter 
sweater and like boxers or whatever. Uh, boxers and socks. And they thought it was good. Like CNN was like, we're going to show this. Like, no, don't, oh, don't gosh, show that. No. That's the point is no one's supposed to see it. That's why, you know, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I wear pants, I guess. It's not hard. Dress like a human. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> but, uh, I remember, you know, when, um, well, I'll say now it's, it's been really great with COVID because I went on, um, uh, primetime on Fox with Brian Kilmeade and a van just pulls up. No makeup, nothing. I just sit. It's, it's a van with a camera in it. It was really yeah. cool. And, you know, I get requests periodically from Fox for like coming on and commenting. I usually, most people send me requests. I'm just kind of like, I'm too busy for this stuff. But when I was living in Jersey, they would send me a car instead and then bring me to the studio and just paint my face. Oh. They'd pull out a paint oh. can and just be like, Shh, right. Sh- the, sh- the airbrush. Did they do the airbrush? <gasps> No, I never got that. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's like it's like spray paint. <laughs> oh my gosh. They wow. would they would compliment my Yuck. face. Uh-huh. And the the women who did makeup would be like, "Wow, your face is so good. You look so young." And then they would just like plaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. right. <laughs> Shellac. And yes. then afterwards they would give me an alcohol wipe and I'd be like, <laughs> "I need like 10 more of these to get it there all off." There are some men that will go outside afterwards and not take it off. Ew, I have to, but you, you can't get it all off right away. You have to take a shower. Yeah, they give they give you the alcohol wipes afterwards, and I'm like wiping everything off, and I'm like, can I just keep? <laughs> it's like it never stops. It's like your face is a marker, and you're just like, please. I'm sorry about that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care though. You know, your skin it's looks fun. great. Let's plaster. It, it with does makeup. look great. Your skin does look great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's right. They just like a little jealous. <laughs> They're like, well, we got to stop from shining, so we're going to... little powder, yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed, though. I'd, like, have, like, a blemish or something, and they'd be like, we can erase that. And they would, like... <laughs> That's Shh. cool. Yeah. And I'd be like, wow. It's incredible. The air, it's Things called an air gun. That's to cool. To get rid of it? We should get the, one of the, the, I want one. The, um, the makeup from the spray. Oh. And just it's an air... Makes it's it called an air gun, I think. Yeah, an air spray. Which wow. is yeah. faster spray? and yeah. always oh, yeah. balanced. Right away. Makes you look like a robot. When I would do the remote... Whenever it's remote, they don't do makeup. Is that, that's like normal, I guess. I right? guess you have to do your own. Yeah, when I went on Tucker, it was remote, and I didn't. They didn't do makeup. They just put me in a room, and there's a camera. It's like I don't care, whatever. Um, but Jesse Waters, it was like, you oh got yeah, the makeup. He's definitely made up because it was in studio, and I did be he, sitting there. So he admitted to that. Jesse? Yeah. I don't know if he I, he did, but when I went on, I've been every time I go on a show. I think I've been on a show maybe twice or three times. They. Just you know, lather it up, and, right? And then I walk in the room and sit down, and it's fun. He's the great. age of LEDs has made it easier because when the halogen lights were so hot, if you ever sit next to a halogen, right. man, it's just to melt <laughs> well, off. Gross. And HD TV changed everything. That's when we really had to like slap on the stuff because you know you the HD TV they can see every pore. It's like zoomed on your oh, face. Ugh. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone's like, wow, that's what they look like. But the lighting, the lighting has gotten better. I, I was telling Lydia that I would love to have, like, a necklace that has the lighting so that it always comes up Ooh, like this. Quickly so from the bottom. The, oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, like, million-dollar idea. To balance the downline. It's a good idea, yes, right? I love it. Yeah. There you go. A lighting necklace. Like a big locket. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's a pretty good idea, right? That's great. Every woman over 50 would buy that. I would buy that. Like Invent right the product. Yeah. Let's get like a crystal... Yeah, I like Maybe. this. Maybe. Pretty. Yeah. All right. James <laughs> Orenthal Nguyen says, my kid's school district in our area of Virginia does not hold failing uh, failing students behind in what seems to be resi- uh, residual of no child left behind. Also, we're only a few counties away from Luden. Hi, Janice. Hi. Mr. Toad says, y'all need to check out a channel called Le- Le- Tonk- 
Laytonicles. Laytonicles? Laytonicles? Yeah, I'm going to go with Greek. His analysis of white fragility in particular, his videos are getting age-restricted. It'd be nice if we could help him out. Check him out. Mm. Billy Two Cents says, Merriam-Webster recently changed anti-vaxxer to include people who are against government-mandated vaccines. Oh, and please have Karen Strawn on the show. She said she'd come on if I badgered you. Well, all right, we'll look into it. Tin Man says, this winter, I want to go see grandma. What's my parents and sisters? Grandma did not give a flip about the coronavirus because in her house, she and her ki- uh, she had her kids, her grandkids, and her great-grandkids. Mm. Interesting. John Curry says, God bless you and your family, Janice. Aww. Serial senior slayer Andrew Killer Cuomo is the most prolific serial killer in American history. Wow. You know, he has never said... Like, I'm sorry for your loss or any of that. He has zero empathy. Uh, he, you know, he could have met with families. He could have written condolence cards instead of that stupid leadership book. At the very beginning, if he had apologized and said, you know what? I made a tremendous mistake and I'll spend the rest of my days, you know, trying to write this and it'll never happen again. Instead of going on television with his brother and with his giant, giant Q-tip. Q-tip. <laughs> oh, Yeah. That's actually the day after that program when he had the giant Q-tip. That's when I went went on Tucker Carlson. I was so angry that they continued with their comedy hour. Cuomo, um, he doesn't have empathy. He has uh, the opposite. What is it? Uh, uh, Contempt. Mm. Oh, and disdain. Mm. Vitriol. For for, for regular people. I just – I don't think he has any of that empathy at all. I just think he's missing something. Maybe. I mean, look at what uh, Cuomo, Lil, Lil Cuomo did when he faked the quarantine. And he comes out of the basement like, this is it. I'm out. And it's like, shut up, you lying prick. That was sad. His that was, son. You got to watch that clip and watch his son's face because his son's just like, my right, dad really, is dad? lying trash. Wow. Yeah. I just love the guy on the, the fat tire bike who mm-hmm. busted yeah. him. Right? <laughs> that was funny. He's like, aren't you aren't, Chris Cuomo? Aren't you supposed to be quarantined? Yeah. That guy's a hero. Right? <laughs> Unseen All right. Hero. Eric Wallen says Colbert bit Donald Glover story f- failing awards woke may hold institutions, but the culture is shifting. People realize that art requires bravery and moral mm. authoritarianism stifles creativity. Definitely. Yeah, I like it. Ryan C says Billy passed the third grade. Oh, what a glorious day. Oh, passed the third grade. The Billy Madison way. Hey, there you go. Right on. Uh, C- uh, was this corporal? Corporal Hillbilly says, Tim and gang, not asking for financial advice, but where are good places to get into the crypto game? Also, don't forget Michael Knowles' new book, Speechless, oh. Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Haha. Ding. I just figured out you can buy uh, crypto on mines. Yeah, you because, can buy Ethereum through no, no, mines. No, you can buy everything. Oh, you can? Yeah, because they have a buy crypto button. I actually was looking at that last night. And I just clicked it and it was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But you got to connect oh. your wallet. I actually like that better than going to one of the exchanges. Yeah, I had some problems with Coinbase, and they're, they're overloaded. The customer service never got back to me, so I, I can't use that. BlockFi I use, and then I move the stuff to – what's this new one that I got? KuCoin. That's another mm-hmm. exchange. But you can't buy to KuCoin. you got to buy in at specific places like BlockFi and Coinbase. The Clown World Review says, My heart has been with Janice Dean for a long time. I'm sorry our society isn't more understanding regarding your in-laws. Too many tribalists nowadays. Mm. That's true. Ooh, Whoa. Mr. Crinkle says, Tim, add Jolt Cola to your fridge beverage selection. <gasps> if I remember correctly, it had twice the caffeine of Coke. Oh, yes, and that's yes. great. Also, hey, Ian, sup, dude. What a Jolt Cola. Yes. We should write that down. I'm yeah. writing this down right now. Jolt. Jolt. Surge. I had, a, I had, I had an idea. <laughs> yes. Um, 
<laughs> I, I, I have this idea. You're gonna, you're, you're, I think you're going to love this. You have okay. to hear me out. There was a story about the last blockbuster. Yes. And they set up an area of the blockbuster that looks like a 90s living room. So you could rent it on Airbnb and go and hang out with your friends and watch a movie. I love it. So I had an idea for a, you get like a three flat, and then the first floor is the 70s, second floor is the 80s, and the third floor is the 90s, and then people can Airbnb, and what you do is, you can actually set up the, like the specific date of when they're, like, your your stay is, you know, 1994, May 1st, you know, and the time is 24 hours, and then what you do is you turn the TV on. And you could actually get the old archival programming, so they could turn the TV oh, on. That's awesome. It's an old TV. Yeah. And then you could like order food, and the guy shows up with '90s style like Domino's or Pizza Hut. And then when you open the fridge, so you basically buy all the all, all refurbish all the old appliances, and then people can go and people would totally do that. People I know. Need that right now. That would be so fun. I want to do it. I'd love to go to a. 70s. I think you should do it. The floor, the carpets, the yes. couch. You remember? Great. Was it grateful? Or what were you gonna say? No, what? No. There was like that, that you got that drink and you like go, and you like squish it up and what? down and it'd be like a what? juice you could drink. I have no idea. I think it's called, I'm going to look it up. Interesting. How do we do this? I, I just, I, if, I if this thing existed, yes. where there was an Airbnb where you could be like the 70s, 80s, or the 90s, I'd be like, dude, give me the 70s room right now. That'd be yeah. awesome. I've never been in a 70s room. I was Heck born yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. It'd be so cool. I was born in the 70s. Um, so in the 80s room, you'd be like, I remember oh, that's huge. all of this. Yeah. like rainbow bright stuff or oh, whatever. Oh, definitely. And yeah. if I could do my hair like back then, I was like this. That would be so fun. <laughs> yes. I got like huge. I mean, I have huge hair now, but it was like really big. But how cool. We, we could we could take like a, 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 what, like a Raspberry Pi in. Or yeah. like, a, or, like a small computer. Yeah. And then put programming on it so that when you turn the TV on, you yes. have all the different channels. You have, you know, yeah. channel th- two, channel five. Brady Bunch. Yeah, and and well, whatever programming was on at the time, yeah, that I don't day, know. yeah. Back when have, life was so much simpler, yeah. You'd be watching like the fall of the of the, of the Berlin Wall or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, like the Wouldn't news. That'd be cool. That'd I remember be so seeing neat. that. Yeah, you could do that. You could have like a newsy part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right? Or you, or you could change the channel and put on like Three's Company or something. I don't Three's know. Company, remember that? Barely. Yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> I was just watching John Ritter on Sling Blade last night. He was night very with funny. He was great. He was so good. Man, he was great. Yeah. Jolt Cola. Jolt yes. Cola. But I don't know how you'd actually get some of these things like Burple. That's what it's called. Burple? Burple, Burple was like an accordion drink. It was good. Cool. I got to look this up. Yeah, is it still available? No, it only lasts a Burp. few years. Oh. Rad number two says, please take this $20 to purchase some Rip It drinks. <gasps> Rip It's, yes. Have them on hand for any guests that fought in Iraq or Afghanistan. They'll yeah. appreciate the nostalgia trip. What is Rip It? I was going to say, okay, rip it so real if good. you drink Rip It in Colorado Springs, people will come up to me and come up to you and be like, holy crap, I remember this from when I was deployed. Because I guess they got them in bulk for the military people who were in like Afghanistan and Iraq. Nice. So that's kind of cool. I think that'd be really fun. And I know that you can still get it. We used to buy it at the dollar store. So that's a good idea. What about that. Fun Dip? Remember that? Yes. Yeah, those are good. Right? Yes. All sugar. It was, yes. it was like a piece of chalk. <laughs> it was a chalk and you would lick it and then you would put it in the sugar and you just fun eat dip. it. Oh my fun gosh. Dip. Yes. I mean, I think. I remember one time I thought that I could like make a beverage out of the fun dip but oh it didn't no, it didn't work ew. i added water and no. it no so there was something we used like to Kool-Aid. do on uh, in chicago it's called happy and you take a pack of kool-aid and a cup of sugar no, normally you you put a cup of sugar and a kool-aid in the water and you start you got kool-aid but you put the cup of sugar and the and the kool-aid mix in a bag and shake it up and then eat it fun dip oh. like fun dip that yeah. was your own fun dip but when you're you know it was like cheaper you know what i mean <laughs> called a happy 
They called it. Well, everyone <laughs> called it happy. That's awesome. That is really cute. I mean, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yes. So people would have like blue and purple bags, and they'd be like, just blue like eating the sugar. Thumbs. Yep. And then, <laughs> but like you, you talk about fun dip. Pixie sticks were literally oh, yeah. tubes of sugar. Pixie, wow. That's and right. Paper. You'd rip it and pour the sugar in your mouth. <laughs> Two on the Remember paper. Pop Rocks? I love those. Oh, of course. I was yeah. just I'm pretty those. sure all this right? stuff still exists, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm sure it does. And remember, there was like that... Um, the waxy yes, stuff. I was that just used to thinking like, about that. You, you'd bite into it, and then the, yeah. the juice the juice would come yeah. out. What, and <laughs> they were like lips. Did you have big league chew? Oh yes, yeah, that was the gum. Yeah, that was that's right. definitely so many good ideas. I got it. I got it out of my league. system. I yeah, big league chew. So somebody somebody super chatted in reference to Ian talking about roller rollerblading, oh. and they said Tibbs Tim slides up hitting the backside Machio to Unity. Flicks his feet and 540s out as his inlines clack on the ground. Tim wipes his brow. He is pleased. Uh, I don't think there's such thing as a backside Machio. So, um, it's, a fanfic. It's, it's unfortunate, really. I saw you riding a rail yesterday. That yeah, we, kinda... we built a 20 foot long rail. We, we're, we want to extend it to another, to, to 40 feet. But, uh, we just got the, the ground resurfaced. So more skateboarding is coming oh, back. So one, one, nice. one of the things is that it was really hard to skateboard in the parking lot because it was never sealed. So it was really rough to ride on, but like bikes and rollerblades don't really have a problem, but we're going to have a scooter guy come out. So we're going to get a, a scooter and then we're going to have some, some scooter bids too. Yeah. I'm just, we have the skate parks. So I've been skateboarding for a couple decades. We got skateboards, bikes, rollerblades. We're going to get scooters next. What about a Ferris wheel? A Ferris wheel. Roller That'd coaster? Be awesome. ah, I wish. Yeah. But you know, you know, uh, we, we want to build what's called a mini mega. It's a very large ramp where you roll in and then it's got like, maybe like, I don't know how, how, what is it, 10 feet maybe? So it's this big ramp. It's 10 feet and you launch yourself probably 30 or 40 feet. You can get more play out of that than a Ferris wheel, I guess. What about a trampoline? I love That's a good things. idea. Yes. Yeah. Everyone would love that. I would love that. Uh, but but like an Olympic grade one. Yes. Huge. Where you can like With jump 40 feet or whatever. Oh my. And do flips. Yes. Mm-hmm. Airbag. We want to get a big yes. airbag. I like the way you think, Janice. I love it. Well, we want to get a really big airbag and you can jump off the roof. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. That sounds awesome. I, you, you just relax. You just jump and you slay and you relax. And then, you know, I got to admit though, it's not as exciting as as, as it sounds. Jumping off the roof. <laughs> Jumping off a really high thing into a pit or an airbag, because mm. I've done it several times. The first time you're like scared and you're like, oh man, it's going to be so exciting. And then you jump and then it's like a split second and you're just laying there like, oh. Mm. I rappelled down a building once for oh. Fox and Friends. Cool. You can get it online and I dropped a bad word on television. <laughs> Surprised. Oh. Why, why were you, why were you rappelling down a building? Uh, it was, it's a Santa rappel that they do every year in Connecticut. And, uh, and they asked me to do it. And my husband is a firefighter. I, I, I said to him, I'm like, is this okay to do? And he's like, oh yeah, that's totally safe. I was like, no, you're supposed to say your wife, say you don't no. want your wife to go <laughs> rappelling down a building. So I did it. I dressed in a Santa suit and I actually did it with Brian Cashman of the New York Yankees. I oh, guess. Cool. Oh, how fun. Yeah. He was, he's, does it every year. When, was this recently? Uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. You could Google it. I think I saw this. It sounds familiar. <laughs> and I was, you know, it was, it was terrifying. And I, and they brought, they were broadcasting live on Fox and Friends. And I guess I forgot that I was on television. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, and, you know, Judge Janine was the one who called me and she's like, did you just <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, oh no! So I called my boss, and I'm like, I think I might have said, you know, the f word. And, and then he's like, oh, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check that out. And my husband was like, well, if there's ever a time for you to be able to say that word, yeah. it would yeah. be repelling That's, down a building. What, what happens? Do you get like fined or something? No, not at all. Oh. 
No. It's just like a policy thing. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Sam Devlin Super Chats. Just became a member at TimCast.com. I was shocked and elated by all the cursing. <laughs> Can't wait for the weekly hangouts at Timmy P's. Yeah, so right now we're doing weekly vlogs. Um, every Sunday we put up a video of us just hanging out or whatever. But we're, ro- we're slowly getting to the point where we're going to do daily. Oh. So there's going to be like a reality TV kind of thing at the studio of whatever shenanigans. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And not a whole lot goes on when I'm working out the day. So it's just we need to get production up to a certain level to where there's always some weird thing happening. If you have trampolines and stuff, there's always going to be st- weird stuff happening. We have chickens. They're hilarious. The chickens? Yeah. One's really mean. Vanessa. Oh, oh no. What happened? So it's it's really crazy like only a month or so ago they were so small they would sneak under the buildings to escape to run from us now they're massive are they wild chickens no, no, no. i mean they're farm chickens oh, you know okay. so I, we went to a farm and we got uh we got eight two of them didn't make it oh, and uh so vanessa is i forgot what the name of it is a plymouth something plymouth bard rock yeah Black and she's and really mean yeah so the other chickens Used to be really, really scared. Now they're kind of chill. I can walk up and just put my hand and then, you know, pet them and they'll like, they'll stand in my hand and then make funny noises. Whenever I go into the chicken city, it's like this fenced off thing. Vanessa will like stalk me and like stare at me. And if you put your hand near her, she'll bite your skin and she'll pull it really hard. Oh no. Yeah. She's mean. She wants to love you. No, I think she's trying to protect the rest of the birds. Like, get out of here. It's my house. She's the foe. She's the rooster because we don't have a rooster. Well, there's a pecking order. Yeah. You know, she's the boss. Get it. But Roberta is a Rhode Island red. Is that what it is? Rhode Rhode Island red. Yeah. She's the biggest now and she's got the waddle and everything. She like, she wasn't the biggest at first, but now she's massive. Now she's starting to put up a fight. So we're going to put cameras and we're going to live stream 24-7. That's fantastic. People love that stuff. And then what we're going to do is – what I want to do is um, every time $50 in Super Chats come in, Mm -hmm. have a a machine automatically release some bugs. Yeah. So it's like we'll have like a rotating wheel. And then as soon as the 50 – as soon as the total amount of Super Chats hits 50, it'll spin and drop crickets. And then the chickens will run and they'll go eat the crickets. Oh, they like crickets. Oh, they love crickets or mealworms. Mm -hmm. And then people who are interacting by watching live can be like – I'm gonna super chat. Come on, everybody, super chat so chicken. we can yeah. so you can watch the chickens. Oh, eat the I like bugs. that idea. Is that great? Yeah. It's an excellent idea. I agree. We're so the schedule for now is this week we got guns. I'm gonna Stephen Crowder. You know Stephen Crowder? Yeah. He got me a Sig M400 from Sig, and it got lost in the process. But the company, the, the store, hit me up saying we found this thing. You never got it. I'm like, I know there's a big there's a uh, there's an issue with it. So they finally sent it out to us over here. Tomorrow we're going to go film picking it up. Finally, me getting the gun that Crowder got me almost a year, over a year ago, I think. Uh, and then on Sunday, we're going to the range. We're going to go to the range in West Virginia. Are and, you going to film all of this? Oh, yeah. And we're going to put it up on, on YouTube. And, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Next week, we're going to be fixing a lot of the audio issues and video issues and filming with some scooter stuff. And then I think the week after that is when we upgrade Chicken City and then finally get the live Chicken, Chicken City, City show. It's good. Like you need neon lights. Chicken oh, yeah, City. That's a good run. idea. We, we want. We have lights. little houses, and we want to put addresses on them. <gasps> yes. Oh, that's amazing. Does that sound great? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think we're getting a rooster. Oh, so that'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then that'll, we'll it's a, hu- a different drama. dynamic. It's I'm the sure. Bachelor. Absolutely. The Bachelor. Chicken Bachelor. Tonight on this episode of the Chicken Bachelor, the Chicken Bachelor is having relations with all of oh available women. Some walk out with like a it's bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> Will there be a rose ceremony? Yeah, yes. All of the chickens win. <laughs> I do. They're the all the lucky ladies. Satisfied. Cricket. Cricket ceremony. They yes. love stink Cricket bugs. Ceremony. 
They do. You yeah. bring a stink bug to the chickens, and they fight over it. There is a stink bug on the There wall. is a yeah, stink right bug, there. yeah. Is we that just, like a friendly stink yeah, bug? Yeah, they're, they're really nice. They're, they're Have you all, named him? Not this no, guy. No, no, there's, so, there's so many. I don't get attached. Look at them. They're invasive. They're from China. That's yeah. a moth, isn't it? No, no, it's a stink bug. Oh. Uh, they're, they're, stink bug, I think. They're actually kind of cute, the stink bugs. They're, all right. They're just, if you like, you know, poke them, they you know, sort of move. And they don't bother you. They don't bite on you or anything like that. And if they're on the wall and you like put your finger near it, f- finger near it they'll just jump off and fall to the floor like <laughs> They're like brilliant. Kamikaze, yeah. So Pretend smart. that they're dead? No, they just jump and fall. It's the fastest way to escape. <laughs> oh. But if you if you grab them and threaten them, they emit this nasty smell. Have you done it before? Oh, yeah, you don't want to. Really? I mean, when you try to pick them up, if I, they get threatened, it's just like, Whoa. But I handle them all the time, and they've never stunk at me. That's yeah. Kind of yeah, because they're, they're pretty chill. Yeah, they're they, super low key. Like, is then, it like a skunk smell? No, it's weird. It's just a strong odor. Okay. There's a reason they're called. Yeah, it's bugs. musty. It's like it's it kind of smells like if you walk into an old cabin that's like not been cleaned in months, <laughs> and you're like, what's that smell? <laughs> but you throw it in the chicken city, and they well, run up and they grab it and they'll fight over it. They'll like try and rip its limbs off. Like the stink bite. bug. Oh, they love them. Really? Yeah, it's like imagine if someone threw you a burrito. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I would wa- I would subscribe to that. I really would. We're gonna do Chicken City's the next show on the list. Would they love would it? Love it. They now, would come home at night or after school and they would watch that. So what we'll do is we're gonna have a like a, a GoPro. They're all gonna be synced in, and then once you know people could super chat five, ten bucks. But as soon as every, every $50 increment, it'll drop some bugs. And then you'll watch the chickens in the camera go after the bugs. Can they overeat? Is that possible? <laughs> yes, but we're not going to put that many bugs in. <laughs> okay. So it's like I'm glad you're thinking about yeah, that. I care about the it's, chickens. So there's, there's six, which means if we only had like 20 mealworms, then they're not going to overeat by eating those mealworms. And it would rotate once and drop like four or five of them. And so there'd be a cap. But – um. I, I think we'd actually give them a decent amount of bugs without overfeeding them. Mm-hmm. The thing about mealworms I was reading is that chickens don't know when to stop eating mealworms because they're delicious. They're like goldfish. They're called mealworms. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll right. get sick. But Very if you give them regular feed, they're fine. And, uh, you know, we're going to Chicken City, next show on the list. This so the is, vlog and Chicken City. I'm very excited about this. The this is the spread. best news that I've gotten. In chicken City. A lot more people will do it. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And so the so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you the, the chicken thing we got. It, there's a little trap door, like a, not a little trap a door. Trap door. Well, it's not a trap door. There's a little door you can pull up it's and cute. allow the chickens to go into the farm area. So we have half of the lawn is a, is like a farm. So what you do is after you harvest all of the vegetables and the everything, yeah. then you let the chickens go in and just do their business yep. because they eat the bugs and they fertilize it. And then in the springtime, you let them back in again for about a week or two, two weeks. And they till the land and fertilize it, and then you can plant everything, and it grows, and it's better. And so you have this cycle of chickens, and, you know. If we let them out now, would they eat the seeds? Yeah, they eat every, They destroy it. Oh. So we don't want to do that. But that's, uh, that's, that's the plan for the next show. And, and what about uh, Vanessa? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vanessa's She's mean. a constant threat. She's mean. She's the villain of the TV program. A little no, bit, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, she was pecking the other chickens, and I was like, hey, hey, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> she was mean, but now now Roberta is standing up to her. Oh, good. So it, like we got to get this Chicken City chicken show on the drama. road because Let's yeah, it's drama. Yeah, it's dramatic. We <laughs> can't tease us like this anymore. Uh, yeah, we have the tripod set up. We are really close to doing it, but um, we're going to have someone come out to actually make sure everything's set up properly for the chickens. It has to be perfect. Yeah, it has to be perfect. It does. And then we have to build the system for how to dispense oh, bugs. Oh, huge. So every morning we go in and throw like a small handful of like 50 crickets or something. Yeah. And then they would just be chilling in this little tube, eating food and doing cricket stuff. And then we would just have like a little motor going. 
strangely calming, I would think. For that the crickets. Great. Like very zen, I think. I would. F- oh, yeah. And then what, what, what so here's, a, here's another big uh, piece of it. Uh, I need to hire a composer. So if anybody listening, we, we need somebody who can make, uh, music consistently all day, every day. Once we get a few hours worth of, um, some music, we're going to make lo-fi hip hop beat beats to watch chickens to. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. And then people can turn it on and hear like music while they're working and then watch the chickens just, you know, Tim, chicken wave. I know someone who could do that for us. All right. Well, there yeah, we go. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Chicken wave. That's zen. So you, wave. you turn it on and it's just, you know, chickens doing their thing and. You're listening to music, and you're like, you That's know, writing like stuff and studying. Interesting, yeah. exactly. Music. So people yeah. who are at work <laughs> yeah, are studying. Well, there's that fa- there's that really popular YouTube channel, Lo-Fi Hip Hop Beats, to study to. Yeah. And there's like a girl, and she's drawing on a loop. But it's going to be this t- t- chickens and high def. So it's huge. Your boys I, can do homework. To oh, it. they're going to love it. It's like Big it'll brother, be uh, <laughs> but interactive. And Big then brother, yeah. It, yeah, it'll, it'll be the biggest show in the world. It'll get hundreds of millions of views per day. You and say that, but I think that, that you're onto something. Chicken City? Yes. Just live streaming the chicken chickens. City. We'll see how it goes. Chicken City. I'm stoked. We don't have that many. I mean, you go to one of these farms and they have like 50 to 100 chickens. Right. But then you lose the intimacy. We need to be able to... So the chickens are all different breeds, easily identifiable. You know who the Roberta is. You know who Sarah is. Yeah. They're all named. They all have names that are chicken names, like Carol Cluck. We'll get their bios up. Carol yes. Cluck. Yeah. They all need you know. bios. Mm-hmm. We should make uh, shirts for each of them. Yes. And then uh, we actually, one of, the, one of the friends of the show was like, uh, you know, I said, you know, he has chickens. I said, are you going to eat your chickens? He goes, yeah, after three or four years when they stop laying eggs. And I was like, we're not. These are going to be the stars of our show. They live for about 10 years. And, he, you know, his attitude was kind of like, oh, oh, I guess I wouldn't think about it that way. And I was like, no, these chickens are going to live the good life. The best life. So we'll have t-shirts and you could have like, you know, Team Vanessa and Team Roberta. <gasps> it's it's all coming together. Yes. Oh, yeah. Chicken City. Anyway, thanks for hanging out, Janice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, honestly, this is like the best time I've had in a long time. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. It's Friday night, hanging out, talking about chickens to wrap <laughs> things up. Uh, for everybody. You better do it because if you don't, I'm coming after you. Oh, I, I, we got it. It's like 80% of the way there. Oh we got God, the power so outlet excited. there. We I'll have the plan. The link. <laughs> We're gonna. Um, we can wirelessly capture all the video and everything. We've already run tests on it. Right now, we just need to. It's 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 not so easy to launch multiple shows. So the vlog is is what we're working on right now because we can vlog the creation of Chicken City. Okay. Maybe we should have done Chicken City first because you get it live and you walk away. Do a documentary on it. On the creation of Chicken City. Yes. yes. Well, be, I need yeah. to know how this all came about. All right. We'll 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 do a special mini doc for the for the uh, for the vlog. Yes. and talk about I love it. I love Chicken it. City. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> Thanks for coming. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, for everybody who's listening, smash that like button on your way out. Subscribe to this channel if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Leave us a good review, and we'll be uh, we we do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. You can follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com/slash/timcastirl, where you can share our videos to help us grow and leverage the Facebook network to drive people to timcast.com, where we're trying to build something special with chicken cities and vlogs but other shows too the paranormal show is on the list we're gro- we're going as fast as we can hiring people is very very hard quality control is very difficult so it takes time but uh, with your support at timcast.com it's going to be epic and uh, we're also on instagram at timcastirl is there anything you wanted to shout out uh, janice i mean you have books you're a chicken famous city. Fox person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> chicken city we have a big spokesman we're gonna we're gonna city. we're gonna sample that if you singing <laughs> And we're going to make a song with it. And that's going to be, 
And uh, and by agreeing to appear on the show, we have the right to use. You do whatever you need to do. I just I'm happy to be a part of it. Right and I want to thank my kids. Here's and my no no. Mom. Every every time every time the fifty dollars fifty dollars of super chats comes comes in and the bugs roll, it's gonna yell you singing Chicken, Chicken City. <laughs> yes, that was good. I love. So it. is that what you wanted to promote? Anything else? Uh, you know. I'm just here. All right, cool. Just being me. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having it. me. Shout out to Stella. Stella! Stella. What up, yes. Stella? <laughs> Thanks and for tuning in, Stella. Yes, Stella. thank you guys for coming. And you know, I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me on Minds at Ian Crossland. Hit my iancrossland.net if you wanna. And uh, thanks for coming, Jay. This is great. Send me some pictures of the lightning. Oh, oh yeah, the sprites. <laughs> Super cool. And you guys are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter as I continue my journey to have more followers in Sour Patch Kids oh. at Sour Patch Lids. And yes, we will get some Chicken City stuff going. Chicken City. Yes. There's two more super chats I'm going to read. Um, okay. pl- because one is more business. Plum God said, Tim, I'm an algorithmic composer and I make endless loops and variations of lo-fi ambient Ooh. beats. Send an email to spin the UFO at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then I got to read this one from Ash- Matthew Schultz. He says, why is Tim talking about his chickens more compelling than anything on cable? <laughs> And then Vanessa Stoller says, Team Vanessa. Of yes! course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That makes sense. I Thanks. love it. Thank you so much for hanging out on this Friday night, and we will see you all Monday. Bye, guys.